0: listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot. Mass hallucination, baby. Ill education, baby. Wanna reconnect with your elation. This is your station, baby. Look inside these walls and you see them having withdrawals of On his way Trapped inside your desire to fire bullets that stray Track a tire just tell you I'm tired and ran away I should ask a choir what do you require To sing a song that'll me to have faith That's the record spin I should pray For the record I recognize that I'm easily prey I got eight alive yesterday I got animosity building it's probably big It's a building Me jumping off of the roof It's me just playing it safe But what am I supposed to do When the topic is red or blue And you understand that I ain't But no I'm accustomed to just a couple That
1: look for trouble and live in the street with rank No better picture to paint than me Walker from Bible study and called his homies Because he had said he noticed my face
0: From a function that took in place They was wondering if I may Step on my neck and get blood on your Nike checks I don't mind cause one day you respect The good kid, mad city mass hallucination, baby Ill education, baby Strobe lights blinding me in my hindsight Finding me by myself Promise me you can help in all honesty I got time to be copacetic until You have finally made decision To hold me against my will It was like a head-on collision That folded
1: me standing still I can never pick out the difference in greater cop on the bill Every time you clock in the morning I feel you just wanna kill all my innocence While ignoring my purpose To persevere as a better person
0: I know you heard this and probably in fear But what am I supposed to do With the blink and a red and blue flash From the top of your roof And your dog has to say roof when you ask lift up your Sure Cause you wonder if a tattoo of affiliation Can make it a pleasure to put me through game fouls. But that don't matter because the matter is racial profile I heard them chatter He's probably young But I know that he's down Step on his neck It's hard as your bulletproof vest He don't mind And know we never respect The good kid, Mad City Mass baby
2: baby I try to talk and tell him chill I did nothing to deserve it That didn't work just, I wasn't scared, just real nervous and unprepared to deal with scrapping, no doubt. Because my pappy never told me how to knock a nigga out. But now
3: it's ninety five. I'm a survive as a man on my own, messing around with fat lip. Yes, she get blown. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tells podcast. With your host Rod and Karen, and we're in the house on a Sunday morning that the Lord made for football. Yes, sir. And uh, we have a guest. Uh, it's, it's ironic, people. Someone just called the show yesterday and was like y'all don't talk about sports enough and (laughs) y'all need to be like these sports podcasts i already listened to Bomani jones and uh five starter and and all balls don't bounce (laughs) it's like well i guess you need more sports in your life you know from us too um but uh we had already scheduled to have uh morgan p campbell on the show where the p stands for uh probably be talking about sports so what's up man
2: hey Not much. Yeah, the P stands for, again, prodigal. The podcasting's prodigal, son. Probably talking about some sports uh, on this Sunday morning. Man, I'm good. It's raining here, but hey. The sun always shines when I'm Rod riding Karen, so I'm straight. That's
3: what that's what I'm Hello. talking about, man. Um and if the sun don't shine, then sun don't shine. <laughs> um and my man uh don't forget to check out his blog, uh, bobmorgancampbell.wordpress.com. Uh I'm I'm a member, I get uh the emails every time he updates. I go check out what he's writing about. Uh you know, it's uh, it's a, it's a blog for the thinking man uh who likes to talk about sports um so uh first of all man what's been going on with you it's been a while since we had you on the show man what's been up
2: oh man what's been up is and, and for people to follow my blog because uh, you were getting at me this morning about why i hadn't updated it uh, yeah i hadn't
3: got well i just hadn't got emails i was like man, man I, was, I don't know if morgan fell off i didn't want to say nothing you might be working you know, on something so what
2: happened was uh, <laughs> My last entry was probably October sometime or late September. It was called uh, I'm Not Dead, I'm Just Shedding" because I just had this huge project I had to do. Uh, basically, where I went to Venezuela and kind of examined uh, the baseball industrial complex there and all the all the challenges because what's happening, basically, and I'm you know, run away plugging my story because I need as many people to read it as possible because, uh, man, I put a lot of work into it. Um, But basically what's happening is, you know, Venezuelan talent is more sought after than ever by Major League Baseball teams. But it's it's more challenging than ever to get that talent from Venezuela uh, to the Major Leagues because of the politics and because of uh, the soaring murder rate there. Um, So I went down there, checked it out, and it took me a long time to kind of wrestle this massive story into something you know that would fit into the newspaper uh so that's that's that would that was really dominating my life from like the the, the end of september to the middle of november so now i'm just kind of coming uh back to my senses and getting caught up with what's happening in the real world uh so that's what's been up with me man practicando mi español porque you know ir a venezuela sin hablar español es muy difícil um yet, <laughs> back.
3: i'm not gonna pretend to understand any no, of that but, uh, i'm just
4: glad you 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 safe that's all yeah, man. Was,
3: man. That, now, first of all, um, using uh, sports and industrial uh, complex, um, I don't know if I've ever heard those words combined in a sports article no. before. Um, but uh, so you were in Venezuela?
2: Yeah.
3: Hey, man, what's it like down there, man?
2: Where do you want me to start?
3: Well, okay, for Leonard Brothers, I'll ask this because I'm sure he wants to know. What's the hose like?
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Venezuela is, is, is... Venezuela is is home to the most stunning women and the most average looking men on the planet. I don't know how this works <laughs> <laughs> like a model when she walks down the street and then the dudes are either just too fat or too skinny. They got acne or whatever it is, because I'll go down and like my friend, my female friends would be like, Ooh, find me a good Venezuelan, find me a good looking Venezuelan man. And I'm like, maybe I don't even want to let you, I don't even want to get your hopes up, but like, mm. the, I, I don't know why this is, uh, but it is. Um, so that much is strange. Venezuela is also one of these countries where um, everything's offensive, so nothing's offensive. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you you get there and you figure out very quickly that anyone of any discernible African heritage, okay, um, is going to have a nickname that reflects the fact that they have some discernible African heritage. Right? Mm. So, like, you don't know, like, so if I showed up there, yeah, I'd be chocolate. I'd be cafecito, whatever it is. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes your nickname is just negro. right? <laughs> I was at this baseball field, you know, I was watching these kids train. Is you know they're from this academy, and there was one kid that was unambiguously black. At first, the coaches keep telling me that he looks like Roberto Kelly from the Yankees back in the day. He looks nothing like Roberto Kelly. it's just they're both black. They're both yeah, exactly. right. So so now I'm guessing. I'm like okay, I'm 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 playing. Uh, I'm, I'm taking odds on what his nickname is going to be. Uh, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking first it's going to be, you know, Negro. Um, and they call out to the kid and they're like, Oye, Motombo, ven This kid's nickname was Motombo. Like, <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> now I started thinking that was racist, but Venezuelans are like, what? That's not racist. But basically what I came to learn is that whatever your uh, most salient physical characteristic is, mm-hmm. That's gonna be your nickname and that's also the way people address you, like if they don't know you. Like here in North America, if I see a fat guy on the street and I need to get his attention, I don't say hey fat, so what right. time? but in Venezuela you see a fat guy on the street, you'd be like, Oh yeah, gordo, uh, que hora es <laughs> Hey fat guy, what time is it? That's just how they
3: Wow. That's each other. uh wow. that's pretty uh progressive of them. <laughs>
1: yes, it they is. they're post racial
3: and every other stereotype. What were you gonna say, Karen?
4: Oh, I was gonna ask Morgan, how was the food?
2: The food was really uh it was delicious and fattening. Um, you know, they like to the fry stuff. They like butter. They like cheese. Um, it was really delicious, but it, it's... Venezuela's like Chicago. Like, if you're gonna go there, you kinda have to train and diet before the trip.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Because
2: you're gonna gain 5 or 10 over the course of the week.
3: So how do women stay so fine with all that food, uh, man? Yes. Are they not eating it? <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy,
4: man. I can see the dudes might be partaking Are they too busy partying and dancing it off?
2: Well... Um, well, one thing I, I noticed is I think the like plastic surgery there is pretty easy. Um, mm. It's either a really low cost or really high priority. I just noticed a lot of the women seem to have fake boobs, and yeah. I'm sure
3: I've noticed from a lot of uh, my perusing of their uh, pornographic uh, <laughs> contributions to society.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, um, and that. And that Beyond that, I I I don't know because I I asked that question of myself and you know to be to be fair there's like overweight females overweight males whatever because again the diet is really 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 rich right. and heavy but yeah I'd, your guess is good as mine Rod
3: okay cool man um so what about just like how long you been back in Canada dog.
2: I've been back here like at least a month and a half. It just took me that long to like wrestle this story into submission, you know, and get it into to to something that's readable. And for you guys that are listening, um, I'll tweet the story out, uh, and I'm sure Rod will retweet it.
3: Yeah, I'll put it on the I'll put it on the Facebook page
2: too, people. Yeah, 'cause this was this was the opus, man. This is and there were there were points in this trip where like, um, I thought I was gonna die. Whoa. <laughs>
3: Why, now why? What? Why'd you think you were gonna die? I was
4: asking. He talking about they had a high murder rate. I was like, "Hey, um, you."
2: Well, it wasn't. A, it wasn't the murder rate. A couple of asides.
3: Um, wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait. One second. Before you get to that, what was your nickname?
2: Um, I didn't have
3: one. Oh, okay. I thought it had something to do with like having glasses or something.
2: <laughs> hey, four eyes. Yeah. yeah. Glassy or yeah,
3: quadro eyes, whatever that yeah. is. <laughs>
2: So my Venezuelan friends tell me I, I, my nickname could be Café con Leche.
3: Okay, um, what does that mean? Like coffee with milk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm about to say, I know the café was coffee.
3: Oh man, I like this place, man. It sounds real racist. i like,
2: it's 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 because everyone's racist, no one is racist. Yeah, right? it reminds <laughs> me, God, no, that's his name.
3: Reminds me of living in the South, man. I could, <laughs> I can fit right in
2: exactly Uh, what were we talking about don't get me sidetracked um yeah so
3: you thought at some point you thought that uh you your life was in danger
2: first and aside so because it's a really dangerous country right Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so um these guys so the first driver i had this cat had like a he was like a black belt in karate he was jacked he was built like a brick wall i'm like oh okay Mm -hmm. it's like that and then the second guy i had to ride with um, I'm asking because the, the baseball agent agent set me up with him. Uh, so I'm asking him, I asked him what he does for the company. He's like, oh, I just drive people around. I make sure they're safe. I'm like, oh, I don't imagine Lee Steinberg has a guy driving people around, making sure they get from point A to point B without getting murdered. But <laughs> as well. Right? Wow. So I'm talking to the guy. and He's like, well, yeah. And He didn't speak no English. And I was like, yeah, well, I wanted to be a cop. You know, but police don't make any money in Venezuela, and they don't like you. You want to see the laziest, most apathetic cops like in the world? Go to Venezuela. Like these guys, you, like they will sit there and watch you run a red light because they can't be bothered to stop you. They don't care. Anyway, so I'm talking to my guy, and he's like, "Yeah, I wanted to be a cop, but they don't really make a lot of money here. You know, so I decided to go into private security. And then he pats his hip. He's like, "Yeah, I've got my gun with me. Uh, so we'll be fine." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So yes, like
3: I like how I like how people think. The presence of a gun would not worry me. You know what I mean? Like, yes. uh, and, a lot, and I'm not downing people that own guns and shit, but <laughs> like uh, gun owners always do that. It's like, don't worry. I got my piece. And in my mind, I'm going, why do we need a piece where we're going? Yes. Like, I don't know what what de- is going on at the destination, but the fact that the only reason you feel safe right now is that you do have a gun on you. is like, <laughs> right. is this trip going to end in the middle of Detroit or some shit? Like, I, I want <laughs> to, I might want to get out know.
2: now. That's right. Uh, i have never been so simultaneously uh relieved and anguished as i was when this guy's like yeah i've got my gun with me i was like okay that's good news where is it <laughs>
4: right <laughs> yes the,
2: do i need one
4: <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> right that's i remember i was in a uh, car with my boy man and um he we were about to go to uh this this uh basketball court and uh he's like hey man get this thing out of the glove box and i was like there's a gun in here he's like oh don't worry man we're going to the court man we might need it i was like I don't know if I want to play basketball this bad.
1: No, I'm good.
4: Because <laughs> if we ain't shooting at the ball, I don't want to go. Yeah, that's
3: some safer
2: places
3: uh, that we could go where we won't need this.
2: <laughs> that is insane. but the <laughs> Exactly. But the, that was even the point I thought I was going to die. The point I thought I was going to die mm. was when I was going back to Caracas with the same driver, the first driver, the black belt in karate. He's got this little... Because the other thing about Venezuela is, like, these private taxi drivers, they drive crappy cars. Because if you drive a nice car, people will, will carjack you. So they drive all these crappy cars, right? So he's in this little Chevy Aveo, um, and it smells like gasoline. So I'm like, yo, what's going on? How come your car... He's like, yeah, I changed the gas pump last night. I don't know what's going on. So we drive. He gets gas. He checks back there. He's like, no, nothing's leaking. Everything's dry. I'm like, oh, okay. So we get on the road, um and the more we drive the more this car starts to smell like gas. Oh, I have an appointment man. in Caracas at like one thirty. It's already like 12-something. So he is flying down the highway. This car is filling with gas. Yoel's like, yeah, I'm getting a little bit dizzy. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die here on this road in Venezuela. And I looked at my BlackBerry. My BlackBerry was in a dead zone. I'm like, man, if we cra- when we crash this car, I won't even be able to, like, tweet people for help <laughs> to use this international SOS uh, <laughs> <laughs> app to get so- you some help. <laughs> I just put up a little BBM status message And I'm like, I hope this goes through I was like people pray for me Seriously if you don't hear from me it's cause I'm dead uh, mm. But I survived But that was I really did think that was it for me man. I, I had yeah. you
4: know that cartoon death Somebody gonna smoke in, the, smoke in the costume shit, blow everybody <laughs> up <laughs>
3: Now um, is, is is kidnapping going on down there too, man? As an ignorant American, I don't know which places down there do the kidnapping and which ones don't.
2: Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm on the plane, flying down, uh, sitting next to this woman who is from Caracas but lives in Toronto. We're just making conversation. And she's asked <laughs> We're talking about the city, <laughs> so she's like, "Well, she's telling me these places to go in Caracas, right?" Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Well." Um, you should go on a Sunday morning. She's got this accent; her English ain't perfect.
1: Mm.
2: She's like, "Go on a Sunday morning." She goes, "At that hour, those who would rob you are sleeping." I was like, "Oh, okay." It's like what? that. Um, but she was like, "Yeah, exactly." But she was like, she she just mentioned having been kidnapped like it was really normal. She was wow. like, "Yeah." So when I got kidnapped, I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute."
3: Yeah, see, that's the thing, man. I've heard, oh. um, different, like, podcasts and news stories and stuff on the kidnapping industry. The fact that it's an industry, by the way. Yeah. Wow. Um, down, down there. And, and it's always sounds so routine that it's more scary that it's routine to people like I yes. would be more shocked if the people were like oh my god I got kidnapped this is crazy I I, this is, I can't believe this happened to me it was traumatizing but it's really like oh yeah yeah, I got kidnapped one time you know um it happens and uh
4: yeah I, I got free and they got me yeah. again they got you the money guess? and
3: uh it was cool
2: but that but really honestly that's how it is because she was like because I was amazed she was like what's so amazing about that man my parents been kidnapped twice it's like wow oh, yeah. yeah, remind me not to hang around you and your parents. It's like, you, just-
3: you know, but I learned a lesson. You don't go over there uh, other than Sunday morning. So <laughs> exactly. you just got to know when yeah, to go you to you that just, Target. Just stay your ass
2: in the house. <laughs> exactly.
3: Wow, man. Well, that's crazy, man. Hopefully, you won't get kidnapped in Canada,
4: man. I'm sure
3: you appreciate the safety, uh, relative yeah, safety. Exactly,
2: man. Nobody wants me up here. I, they, they know I'm not worth nothing up here. <laughs> yeah. are, are you sure? They call you chocolate with cream. <laughs> Coffee with cream. That'd be the lowest ransom ever, man. They'd be... The kidnappers would be paying people to take me back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, And I guess... Uh, now, see, I didn't watch it, but uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask for all the people that are boxing fans. Uh did you watch the fights last night? Uh of course I did.
2: Um Kodo and Trout? Yeah, I was uh I thought Kodo would do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked a little bit slow. It, it, it You you don't want to dismiss the guy because he's been such a um he's been so valiant for so long. Um but he was just a step slow in the beginning, you know, and he adjusted and he came on in the middle, but you know, Trout adjusted to the adjustment. Um, and Cotto just really could not deal with Charles' length, you know, and his Mm. strength. Um, and Cotto's one of these guys, even when he clearly loses a fight, he doesn't think he lost the fight, right? So they interviewed him after the fight. He's like, um, ask the people what they think. We're like, dude, you're the Puerto Rican. (laughs) It's full of Puerto Ricans. Of course, the stadium has 20,000 Puerto Ricans in it. Of course, they all think you won. They're not necessarily, um, the most objective judges of what happened. Right. Yeah, go ask the people. But yeah, he got beat
3: okay yeah I, I saw people tweeting about it but i got caught up in some other shit that people were talking about on twitter and um i miss completely miss all the fight action um yeah even though i probably would have watched last night um all right man so let's uh get into the podcast this is the black guy who tells podcast and uh it's a comedy podcast we do three times a week we being me and my wife um and uh the motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny um you can find the show at theblackouttips.com and uh, all the contact information is theblackouttips.com slash about uh you can find the show on itunes facebook podomatic stitcher radio uh someone hit me on twitter yesterday and said how do i find the show if i'm if it's not on if i don't want to go on itunes i was like I say that shit every fucking episode, but hey, whatever, right? Your question was really important, fan. Donations! You can donate to the show by going to the right on the theblackouttests.com and clicking the donate button. You can do recurring donations, one-time donations. Completely up to you. Uh, it's a good time to get in because we have to renew our site uh, stuff on the ninth of, Fe- of december mm-hmm. um you can also subscribe right there by putting your email in and you'll get a uh email uh putting your email address in and you'll get an email like every time we update the site so uh you know you'll know you'll be ahead of the curve you'll know um stuff like that we announced that we're gonna have an award show uh, for the show um You can also go to the store and you can check out our Tumblr, all from theblackouttips.com. The phone number, of course, is 704-557-0186. You can uh, call us and talk to us live Saturday mornings or leave us a voicemail throughout the week. Please like your voicemails under three minutes as everybody who submitted a voicemail this week so far will not be played on the show because y'all niggas can't follow rules. (laughs) Really, it cannot be that hard. Also... Uh, even as someone who does a podcast That can be over two hours n- Nobody has four minutes of shit to say on a voicemail Sorry <laughs> Three minutes is already a lot of fucking time It really is To talk un- uninterrupted Yeah
4: I think if people For those of you out there Let me give you a little tip Actually sit down Write your thoughts out Do little bullet points Write your thoughts out I'm serious and get all your st- Thoughts together, don't be driving, don't be walking, don't be riding on the bus, don't be, you know, doing all these other things and talking to your friends. Just sit down and call and, and, and you can really get along lot yeah, in. That
3: way you won't repeat yourself when you're trying to think of what your next point is. And, you know, also don't repeat yourself in general. We got it. Like the first time, the 17th time that you tell us something, um, is actually n- not relevant anymore. We, we, we're no longer on your side. It's like the first time you ask, what is ox tail and does it really come from the tail of an ox? That, that's hilarious. The 17th time in that same voicemail that you bring up that point, we're not going to be laughing. And, uh, that's not our fault. We're just human beings. Um, yeah,
4: we'd love for you to call in. Just yeah. keep your stuff keep, wrap precise
3: Wrap it up. Yes. Wrap it up. Um, you can also email the show the blackout tips at gmail.com and that might help too because y- people have less tendency to repeat themselves in email because they just typed that shit so,
4: and they can read it yes
3: yeah, um, <laughs> you can donate your account uh, if you don't you're a racist uh, if you do you're probably a racist because you listen to the show we play guest erase um, <laughs> the official weapon of the show is the taser and the an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme yes sir and this podcast is double sponsored this podcast is sponsored by the comedy feature Film Found Betty, which is right now, is out. Okay? It's not like Tyler Perry. It is actually out. No more of that. <laughs> no more of that pre-pre-order <laughs> shit. You can get your shit right now. Pay for it now. It ships right now. It's only $17, which includes shipping. Or you can get the movie and a whole nother disc of bonus features for only $20. And that's three, that means three dollars for the bonus features. And I suggest you do because these bonus features are always really funny. Uh, especially the blooper reels. Um, that Dexter and them have a good time on set. They do. And sometimes the shit that doesn't make the movie is just like so hilarious. It Um, is. But they also have interviews and deleted scenes on there. And if you like their award winning, uh, movie, Dirt Sheet Therapy, then you're going to love this shit Check it out at com Slash fb.html Of course this is already on the site theblackouttest.com. Go check it out I believe there's even a teaser trailer uh, for, for some of this stuff So just go click around Check out our sponsors on the site um, And we have another sponsor And I forgot I need to have some sexy music
4: Yeah some sexy music
3: Alright hold on I'm working on it Hold on let me see Um I'm going to do this shit from memory Hey, <laughs> Let me turn the volume up on this shit real quick
4: There we go Yeah, this, yeah, this, is, the, this is the song you sing When you're having an, aff- an affair with your sexual object <laughs> Yes, I got a thing going on Fellows
3: and ladies How goes it? Have you been thinking about surprising your lover with some type of sexy-ass thing, object, or outfit? Well, you should be, or else you are a piece of scum, and that's why they're cheating on you. That's right. But you can get them back. All you have to do is go to adamandeve.com for a limited time. Only you get 50% off of just about any item in the store. As long as you put in the code TBGWT. And that's it, Karen. All right, let's move on to the Mm -hmm. next thing. No,
4: no, no, no. That's not it? No, 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 no. That's not all, folks. You also get... No, no, no. If you're going to have an affair, let's go all out with the affair. Right.
3: You also get uh, three free adult DVDs with slow motion sex with white people in costumes and different time periods and all kinds of these are some creative ass professional motherfuckers people i promise you shot
4: in hd and everything
3: yeah exactly i'm talking parodies everything so uh you get those three free dvds and you also get a free sensual gift that is so sensual i wish i could tell you what it was it's impossible nope can't tell you and you can also get free shipping which is to me my favorite part of the deal that means I basically get half off of something, and
4: then I get free shipping. I don't have to pay anything extra but tax. Nope, that's it. And that's it. it. In, in fact, you can buy something for Mrs. Jones yeah. and your wife. Order now, and you will have... Yeah, give your wife the DVDs. Give Mrs. Jones a sensual gift, and then... That's uh, right. Everybody's keep, covered.
3: Exactly. Have Merry Christmas is what I say. To everybody. Uh, If you order now, to get there by Christmas. And also... You can also get uh, our undying appreciation Because this is a good way to support the show So make sure you do that Put in the code TBGWT At the checkout for your uh, offer code And you'll get 50% off of one item Free shipping Free DVDs of slow motion white people And a free sensual gift That if I told you about it would violate all the legal rules Of this agreement Just put in the code TBGWT At checkout oh yeah man
4: yes i like that that's yes that that's, is every aunt with a jerry curls favorite song on saturday yes mm. honey if, yes to all you great aunts out there listening you know they was like that's my jam sing Freddie, sing
3: yeah you know they yeah.
4: Like, i like him when he was big i like him when he was skinny i just love me some freddy
3: like that music takes me back to my childhood when i hear that playing in my house i just start cleaning up
4: hell yes i can't help myself
3: i'm like this is what aunt linda would clean up to
4: yes so. i'd be mad man for real that's how i know a lot of that old school shit not because i want to know but because my mom would do like the record player or the eight track or the lp yeah. or the 45 whatever the hell she that's how i know what this shit is whatever the hell she had in that just play and you ain't had no choice
3: yeah you just start out and it's like yeah um i was gonna listen to some dramatics but now i feel like vacuuming and it's like yes. i don't know why it's, yes i've been conditioned even my conditioning is conditioned
4: <laughs> yes it is be like oh, monday tuesday Wednesday. oh shit now i gotta wake up and clean it saturday love right um all
3: right man we have random thoughts and shit to talk about uh, many of them um the first thing i gotta say though um things happened on twitter yesterday and i want to talk about them um because uh some of them involve me. Um the first things first. I woke up yesterday and um you know how when you're a little kid, like uh Morgan, what did you want to be when you grew up, man,
2: when you were a kid? Was a sports writer on the list? Um just before sports writer was uh Um remember Lisa Lisa in the Cold jam? Of course. I wonder if I'll take you Yeah, I want to be yes. Lisa Lisa's husband. That was my first career choice. Um <laughs> But I figured out the age thing was 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 going to get in the way. Then I kind of settled on sports writer. Um but it was yeah, it was Lisa Lisa's Catman first and okay. sports writer. Well, you
3: know what one of my dreams was is uh and I'm sure a lot of people shared this dream. Uh, uh, Karen, uh, what was your dream growing up that you wanted to be? A teacher. A teacher. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dream was a uh, pretty uh you know, pretty shoot for the stars. Uh, I dreamed that one day I would be an adult and I would be able to go to bed early on Friday night in order to wake up ah. and take my car to the shop. And it was good to be living my <laughs> dream. You know, <laughs> like a lot of people in life, they don't achieve their dreams. I'm achieving mine. So I was waking up early on Saturday morning and, uh, you know, I, I tweeted something I, I thought was funny at the time. Um I was like, uh it, if you think about your birth date. And you go back 10 months, your parents were fucking then. Good morning, you know. (laughs) And and so this dude, and I don't know what, I haven't even looked up what the meaning of his name was, but it's like the Socratic Method is his his name. Um, Sounds pretty complex, whatever the Socratic means. But um, he said it's nine months. And uh, I try not to let it ruin my Thanksgiving. And I said, nine months? Uh, were well, you a premature baby? And he was like, no, it's nine months. And I was like, uh, I don't, the stand, he's like, the standard pregnancy is 39 weeks. Now I didn't, I mean, keep in mind, this was a joke that I made. <laughs> That's, let's start there. That's
2: all. Ha ha. Joke. Ha-ha. So Wait, I said, this, this is, this is taking place at the car shop.
3: This is taking place actually before I even, this is taking place in the bathroom before I even get ready to go to the car shop. Okay. okay, okay. You're going to make me late. (laughs) So, you know, I couldn't let it go. I was like, um, you can't do math well. That's about 10 months. And it's 39 divided by four. That's nine months and three weeks, aka 10 months. And he's like, well, some of the months are not uh twenty eight days or whatever, and I'm like,
4: <laughs> oh, being out technical on you is so sir?
3: Yeah, and I said, but there aren't three weeks worth of extra days in that time period. <laughs> like, it it might be a couple extra days here and a couple there, but it's not gonna add up to just three weeks. Like, now at this point, we're looking at like nine and a half. To which I would say, don't even. Why would you even correct that? Not to mention all this to really derail a joke. It's it's a simple <laughs> joke. You know, it doesn't, it's not like it changes the whole punchline if it's nine months or 10 months. It's, you know, I was like, don't refuse to be cool, man. You know, be cool. You're following me, not the other way around. Um, so he said, uh, I'm waiting for a train and nobody else is awake. So that's why he responded to me. And I said, but that isn't what makes you be a dick. A lot of people with nothing to do it doesn't mean they have to try to fuck up somebody's simple ass joke um and i said uh this nigga goes to comedy shows and corrects comedians too like excuse me but not all black people have bad credit sir
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: not all white people dance like that have you seen <laughs> justin
4: timberlake he can really dance sir
3: yeah i was like what's up with all this negativity at 8 a.m man it's too early for this shit and um and then that's when other people joined in they saw i was having issues with this guy my man phenom black said you're wrong rod this is the perfect universe and everyone gives birth at exactly 39 weeks sir even men (laughs) 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 i said it's always exactly 39 weeks to the day yes um and so uh i said uh is and the guy was like well why are you taking this so serious it's, it's just, it's, just, it's just numbers and, and it's, and it's just, uh, Twitter or something. I was like, but you hit me up to correct me. Yes. <laughs> I was
4: minding my business. You came over here, sir. Yeah.
3: Like, doesn't that always apply? If, if it's not that serious, wouldn't you just read the comment and go, okay, okay. it's obviously a joke. It's and, not serious.
4: And keep going. Yes.
3: I said, you're being negative to my joke. It's a fucking joke, man. <laughs> I You're did my joke down. I did my imitation of him. It's actually 9.37854 months.
4: <laughs> <Don't>... <laughs> to the pie.
3: Yeah. And then people started contributing with uh, Jigga the Ghost said, excuse me, Dave Chappelle, but monkeys can't really jack you off. And uh, <laughs> That's right. That was the key lunch point of that bit. And it can't happen. Um, someone else said uh, a lot of OBGYNs will tell you that it's 40 weeks. So now, you know, I'm looking even more, more right, and I, I responded to that and said, also, I was making a 140 character joke. So, I ah! have time for this thing about to nine to ten months, so actually 39 mm-hmm. weeks is gestation period, space, uh, depending on uh, what time of the year, because if February is involved, that's and, about uh, eight
4: weeks. No, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> you know, um, and uh, Brandon said that uh, the one extra week in the womb is why we have gingers so
1: i'm basically saying
3: that the world is full of ginger kids and i said yeah that that one extra week is extreme too a lot of mountain dew x game types are born then that would explain sean white because he's a ginger kid (laughs) um so the guy goes i didn't realize it'd be a big that big a deal to be honest at this point i'm just joking so like I think it's weird because people think if you spend a lot of time joking something that it's a big deal, but it's not. I live in a state of making jokes all the time. Like now this has become fun again for me because you tried to ruin my fun, but now I'm having more fun laughing at you. It's not a big deal at all. Like I wasn't mad at this guy or nothing. It was just, it was now the joke was running on and people were helping out. And uh, he said jokes and numbers aren't that serious. And I said, but that's my point. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> you can take... your point. You stole your joy. Then he you stole your point. <laughs> he tried to take
3: my point away from me. Like that's the point of these jokes is that it's not serious. uh Jenna Sangria said, "Don't joke about pregnancy, man. Twitter gets mad. Apparently, the only thing you can joke about on here is beating women and booze." <laughs> I, I told her I'm still learning every day. You still, you know, every day you no, try to get a little do. better. Yes. Um, Brandon brought up that the Noah's Ark, uh, um, uh, that, that because of, uh, he brought up some joke about how, um, because of, um, what was it? I still can't believe Noah's Ark only had two of every animal and somehow we consider incest a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, um, I said, um, uh, unicorns were not down with that shit, bro.
4: (laughs) Nope. That's why they're extinct.
3: Yeah. Um and so uh Bill, Beatty, he Mr. Bill, he, he put in uh some science into the cause you know, we we're getting a little out of head with the jokes. He said, All I know is if you drink brown liquor, you get girls, drink clear liquor, you get boys science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. And so then uh for the last straw, I guess, um I went into his timeline and started correcting his tweets so i went and found what he was tweeting about you know what man don't troll me and this i'm always holding in my inner asshole anyway and then some people give you an excuse to let off it's not my fault leave me alone said
2: that i missed this man
3: um it said i said uh you're not he said um i'm at newark penn station new jersey four square he was you know given a location and i responded you're not at penn station you're in penn station (laughs) (laughs) and uh he responded to someone else c-dub uh you can't teach an old man new tech and i said my father's almost 60 and constantly learns new tech for his job
2: (laughs) oh my grandfather's 80 he just turned 89 guess which one of us had an ipad first Exactly. It wasn't me. Exactly. So, I
3: not you. Sorry, Socratic method, but life has proven you wrong yet again, <laughs> sir. Uh, and then he said, "Ha! The deputy director is barging in right after that." Oh well, it's the thought that counts. And I responded, "It's actions.
1: Uh,
3: that's what actually counts." <laughs> and uh, then he blocked me. <laughs> so uh, then I was I felt fine enough to go to the car shop. So. <laughs> I
4: was, I, just like, I didn't know this was going on either, Morgan. This was "Okay, you ready to go?" I was like, "Okay." I, 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 People I,
3: always trying to fuck up my party,
2: man. Let me party, you know, man. I don't enjoy being in Twitter fights, but I enjoy being the third man into Twitter fights. Yeah. I, and I wish I had known, Rod, because I've done it before. I would jump in on that.
3: Yeah, Morgan always has some timely stuff to add to, to to discussion. Yes, he does. I mean, the thing to me that's funny is like I'm I'm clearly just joking. And it's not like is it? I w- the same thing has happened to me with my family all the time. Like that's my mm-hmm. family is like, you say something fucked up or stupid, and then we all joke on you. And then that's just life. Like you don't walk out the house like fuck mom and dad, <laughs> <laughs> making jokes about me. Like, But it's funny how many people uh, can't take being the butt of a joke. They don't mind nope. being the center of attention, yep. but they cannot stand being the butt of a joke. And uh, that spotlight works both ways, man.
4: Yes, it does. And then a lot of times, uh, they're quick to give the joke. Like, they're quick to joke and pick at other people. But when it's turned around, all of a sudden, the insecurities the insecurities will shine <laughs> versus them just saying, yeah, you right, that shit was funny.
3: Right. Um. Now, speaking of uh, jokes, did either of y'all see on Twitter last night? There was a guy named Baltor Balto Spectator is his name on Twitter. Um and apparently he has a, a website, Baltimorespectator.com.
1: No. And
3: um he got into a standoff with the police and live tweeted it and then also live live podcasted it. The hell? Yeah, yeah. He uh did a live podcast from his website about um about his standoff with the police, uh, he had barricaded himself in, and um, what, what was was was.
2: But missed. what 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 precipitated the standoff? Like you can't have a standoff with police unless they perceive you. Like if I barricade myself you in miss- this house right now, like the police aren't going to come. It's not going to precipitate a, a standoff. And I go, oh, Morgan's barricaded in his house doing nothing. But so what 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 precipitated the standoff?
3: He missed a court appearance, according the hell. And was like, and now the police are trying to have the SWAT to come in and get an innocent black man.
2: What was the court appearance for?
3: I don't know what the court appearance was for, but let me start with this you missed the court appearance you already broke the law
2: yes you right.
3: did i just want to start with that like he's like get on my side it's like uh nigga you don't have a side you no, <laughs> show no. up at the
4: court office ain't, and ain't, uh ain't that contempt not contempt for court but ain't that when you like uh they can put out a, a thing for your arrest? yeah they can put out a warrant <laughs> for your arrest yes. immediately yeah
3: like, he was like, I, I don't care if it was for fucking jaywalking. Show up at court then. Matter of fact, the less serious the charges, the more serious show up to fucking court. Yeah, exactly. I know it's so. It doesn't work the other way, dude. Um, So he had decided that uh, his freedom was under fire. And uh, he needed to let the world know by um live podcasting this. And uh, I just want to say, for the record, um, I've, I was like, I'm going to stay out of this because... Not because... <clears throat> I think it's so serious or so, because I don't, to be quite honest with you. Black revolutionary types, they don't bother me. Uh And I don't jump on their side just because they black. Um But uh, if, I was like, I'm going to stay out of this because if this shit turns from a hilarious podcast and everybody's joking on how absurd this is into suicide by cop, y'all are going to act like it's not funny anymore. And uh I'm not. It's still funny. It's funnier if this nigga dies fucking with these cops like the cops are having a standoff with you and you are podcasting live their side of the conversation with yours as you talk to these cops and by and i'm gonna say and it went on so long that it got funny like it's it's one of those it's one of those situations where it wouldn't be funny if it was like a 10 minute conversation you're like man just i hope everybody's okay but on
4: hour three it's like you know what man fuck this dude (laughs) breach Keep the door open, and, fuck him. And, and, and the, the funniest part is that the, uh, the dude he was talking to was the nicest white dude ever. That dude was doing his fucking job. That dude was like, yes, sir, whatever you want, sir. It's not gonna be a problem, sir. I yeah. was like, and he was like, thanking him and stuff. I was like, he's mad that he has to be up at midnight talking to you versus at home sleep with his child and his kids.
3: Yeah, man. So, um, I was, I was like, I wasn't going to live tweet it or talk about it. And then uh, I got bored and I was like, fuck it, I will. And this is what kept me from watching foot, uh the fight last night or football. I just listened to this shit um, because it was so good. Um, and uh, basically, and plus enough people tweeted about it that I wouldn't listen to it because uh, I didn't know it was a live podcast. So I started. Um,
2: so this guy's in his house? I'm trying to figure out where he's, he's barricaded at. He's in
3: his house. Okay. barricaded or apartment barricaded in doing a live podcast and on the phone as he podcast is the police officer. And that's what he's podcasting, his conversation between him and the police officer.
4: Yes, they want him to get off the phone with somebody, no, I ain't gonna do this. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what, you know what officer officer, let me you know, let me go outside, let me put my keys in my pocket, don't be tackling me, you know, my back kinda bad, you know yeah. you know, yeah. I, I I don't wanna get hurt, you know, I don't wanna have to sue y'all, you know. If y'all do something, I, you know it ain't nothing I can do about it, but I wanna let y'all know I'm gonna sue. Wait a minute, wait a minute, I got to go pee. Wait a minute, let me take you in the bathroom with me while I go pee. Cause, you cause know, if cause if I cause, 'cause if I don't, y'all might kick my dough in. You know and then uh, wait a minute. Let, let, let me sign off. Wait a minute. No, I'm not signing off with y'all out there. You know, I uh, 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 wait a minute. I got an update on my Twitter feed. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Um, um, Doodle. I got on the phone. Yeah, dog. I'm doing okay. All right. I'm back with you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I want y'all to know I'm recording. This is live for the world to hear. You know. Shout out to all my fans. Shout out to Roland <laughs> Martin out there. You was like, what? What? What, what, what kind of fucking standoff um, is this? Like, yeah.
2: Okay. You know what? I did see a, a, a some strange standoff. Baltimore. Roland Martin tweet. Now at all. Now that the case said that. That part makes sense this guy realized how lucky he was that they didn't actually just bust his door down and, and beat him up yeah that doesn't th- say
3: this was never an episode of the wire okay right. like it would have been the shortest episode ever my <laughs> like, damn McNulty shot a dude exactly I can't believe hurt tackled that dude like that um but uh on his website he says the mission to deliver quote unquote truth to the masses It's supported by kind and generous donations of readers. Now, why he will put Truth to the Masses in quotes on his own site, I don't
2: know. I think that tells you everything you need to hear. (laughs) Right. I don't know what that means. He's like one of those words in there is not true. It might be truth that's not true. It might be to the masses it's not true. Yes. It might be he might have all the truth there. Yes. This doesn't feel like delivery. No.
3: I just like that he put his own he put his own shit in quotes like he was being sarcastic with his right. own his yes. own yes. message. That's and like saying there's nothing wrong if it's quote unquote funny or the black guy who tells <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah what uh, yes and and roger did you tweet like uh we ought to have our police officers on the black guy who tips well i'll get
3: to my tweets okay i'm gonna talk about that but i, I want to set it up first um so yeah he's delivering truth to the masses on his website um kind of ha- hastily put together um but uh basically he's gonna bring down the government um from uh baltimorespectator.com do live, uh,
4: do live podcasting through podcasting is doing big things y'all big big
3: things <laughs> do live podcasting. Mm-hmm. it's time to take out the man you know and uh you really can't be mad at dude um but um so yeah he gets i i tune in and right when i tune in he's talking to the officer and um he's telling the officer like i'm gonna come out in a minute i just need to set up some last minute things and uh after i set those things up uh i'll be able to come out is that correct and the guys on the phone like, Yes. He's like, okay, all right, just give me a second. And I also feel like I might have to use the bathroom uh before I let it come out. And I'm gonna Now can I also can you guys come in here? And he's like, No. No, we can't come in there. For you our own safety, out. that's right. <laughs> he's like he's like, okay, okay, understood. Uh but you gotta realize that's not cool, bro. You might be trying to kill me. You might be trying I'm like, what? Like, who is this dude that needs to be brought down, Mr. James McArthur, man? So, so much. Yeah, like, the, the Baltimore police would break, like, if you're not live tweeting this, like, yeah, we're going to kill you.
4: Yeah, and, and then he had notes to say, you know what, my, my, my fans have told me y'all done cleared the streets. I was like, yes, they got to have a perimeter around you. They can't have people standing outside around yeah, your like, house. And
1: he
3: goes, that's not cool, bro. Now there's no witnesses. I'm like, what? Right. Except for everyone listening to this fucking podcast. Um so i found him on twitter uh he was balto spectator
2: hold on sorry hold on because I, yeah. I just i just uh went to his no, site no, I, yeah
3: automatically went plays. His site.
2: and you know what given what you said about this guy the least surprising thing is to learn that this cat has some audio that pulls up on his site automatically that yeah. does not even give you a choice second about- ah!
3: Second, ah! Least, second least surprising thing that he has dreads just, <laughs> just saying just saying um so uh, I went and found him on Twitter, and then I made some fake retweets. Uh, I went, uh, retweet Balto Spectator. I'll be out when I feel like it. <laughs> and then I, added the ah. ba- then I added the Baltimore PD to it and said, hey, young, uh, follow us back so we can DM you real quick. And then I said, do it, dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, uh, I know these cops sitting up here like, man, this Clippers game started four minutes ago, though. Because he was supposed to be out at 1030, and he was taking his fucking time. Um, yeah. and, uh, he was talking to these cops, man. Like, Morgan, the way he talked to cops, I've never heard a black man talk to cops Me before. either.
2: So, uh, he must have known something we didn't.
3: Yeah, I didn't know you, uh, I didn't know you could do that. Like, Me I wanted either.
4: to. I went around provoking cops.
2: Right. So yes, I want to say, sir,
4: what is your secret? <laughs> when I
3: get a ticket now I want to try this. It's like, Can you show me your license of registration? No. Uh well, I, I don't feel that's cool, bro. Um <laughs> First no. things first No, you, uh, you
4: you are not live streaming on stream the black guy who tips, so you live to get shot, sir.
3: Well I just like that also he was insulting the cop as the cop was helping him. It's yes, the nicest it cop on earth. He's like, all right, man, so uh, listen, we just want everyone to be out of there, everyone to be safe. We don't want anybody to be hurt. He's like, well, I wish some of your brothers shared the same thing
2: all the time because, you know, that's the problem with y'all. I'm like, nigga, I'm trying to help you. Well, he was clearly looking uh, to gain attention by getting beat up or shot or something like that. And clearly came across the wrong cop because that cop wasn't playing that game. Yeah, so He just kept trying to go with the guy. It's like, it's like when the cop runs up on you. And wants you to do something to get yourself arrested. This cat, man. Yeah, I I
3: was like, uh, be honest, everybody watching this. If you were a cop, you would at least shoot this dude in the knee. Like, Punch, punch him in the eye something. Yeah, like, I've never understood police brutality, really, until last night. Cause there's no way I'm letting this dude get back to the station without at least something to the ribs, dude. (laughs) Like minimum, I'm Billy clubbing this dude in his balls or something. And because he has made me miss the SEC championship. And
4: yes, the Alabama game and all that stuff. Y'all in there (laughs) sitting. I know they was, uh, who was it? I think it was Chris was saying that the uh, SWAT team was in the, in the van playing Madden and shit, getting angry going. When is they when is they going to let us just shoot the, he was like like the
3: least dangerous standoff ever. Like he just, only thing he had was the power of spree cast or whatever the fuck he was
1: using. <laughs>
3: um, he also said something about his computer was taking too long to do what he needed to do. Um, and he should have got a Mac and made a joke. And uh, I was like, that's the worst Mac advertisement ever.
4: Yes, it is. Steve
3: Jobs don't want to be a part of that shit. Mm-hmm. It's like having to stand-off with the police. Oh, that also could have been a good Snickers ad. Not going anywhere for a while. Just,
4: Grab a Snickers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then uh, he also said, uh, the, "The officer said I 'I can't wait to talk to you outside.'" And I said, "Translation: I'm gonna knee you in the nuts so hard." <laughs> <laughs>
4: you, you, know, you know what? I want I wanted to get that officer in award because yeah. I because I don't know what I'm assuming to do. The dude sounded white, y'all. That was the nicest white dude I've ever heard. It was extreme
3: patience, but you know yes. what I was thinking about, right? I was thinking about this at the end of the whole thing. That is the easiest night a Baltimore police officer has had in a long time.
1: <laughs>
2: that is very true.
3: Like I, I didn't act like at first I was like, oh man, how good of this guy? Then I was like, you know what? There's no fucking danger here. All he's doing is talking to this dude on the phone. He probably is hoping he keeps talking. It's like good, this yeah, keeps I'm me. Getting, from I'm
4: getting time and a half for this. Great. I,
3: right. I won't be dealing with any corner boys tonight. I can just keep it simple. Won't be breaking no sweat on this one yeah man um but yeah i feel bad for all the innocent black men in baltimore that's gonna catch that extra elbow to the ribs Um, yes
4: because of this dude the next
3: 72 hours 72 hours is gonna be like come here boy like oh man it's because that dude ain't it um he say he was gonna take a piss uh but at this point he was so past the deadline for when they were supposed to breach the door i was like he's probably gonna take a shower shave
4: shit put relaxer
3: in his hair (laughs)
4: Wash it out,
3: condition it, yeah. dye
2: it, bleach it. Oh, he would never put the relaxer in his hair. He got a box, man.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And plus, at this point, man, like, it, he's unarrestable because, right. like, I'm never going through this again if I'm a cop. Mm-mm. Like, I only, I can either kill him or that's it. Like, no more standoffs. Like, if, if I see this dude walking down the street and he's, like, doing a crime, if, if it's jaywalking, I just got to let it go. Ha! <laughs>
2: Like, you know what though, but there is something to be said for that. Um here and just like in your day-to-day life, if you just make yourself as difficult to deal with as possible on simple interactions, simple transactions, yeah. you'll get what you want because people just don't have the energy to tell you no. I agree. No. True. You know, <laughs> they know. You know what? Can I ask him to um pass the butter? Nah, it's going to be much too much work because he's going to argue with me for three hours before he passes the butter, man. I'll get the butter myself. And you just always get what you want.
3: Yeah, he made himself so annoying that he's unarrestable. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would never do that. Um, and then I did some more fake retweets. Um, well, actually, he gave somebody a couple people shout-outs on his, uh, that were tweeting him. So I decided I wanted to shout-out, so I started tweeting him, too. And I said, uh, retweet this if you have to pee, but the cops be outside tripping. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't retweet that, and uh, <laughs> he did, he was not agreeing with that one. Um, and he had to uh, he had to, he said he had to pee, and he was going to go away for a second. And I said, "Don't trust, can't trust it, man. They probably still lying. Don't come out yet. Let's keep Aww. it going." Because everybody was like, "Just end it, get it. I don't care how it is. I was like, "No, I want more of this." Um, I said, "Take the mic in the bathroom with you, just in case, bro. Can't be too safe." <laughs> and uh he also ignored that he told the officer he's gonna shake hands when he came out i was like hopefully he washes those hands I hope so too. <laughs> taking that piss um and uh my our girl rice um she said if enough people back him because he kept talking about the people and how we needed to back him and support him she said then what he won't be a crazy person who threatened the police what that doesn't change a thing and i said well if enough of us retweet him that makes him immune to bullets so just, just keep retweeting him And um, it'll be fine uh, I did a fake Baltimore PD retweet I said retweet this if you feel like Tasing the niggas ball sacks tonight Oh lord <laughs> Nobody retweeted that so,
4: guess. Of course you know they got that in their feed They was like delete this Block him
3: And uh, this is what Karen was talking about I said that the, the Baltimore police Were the, police were the best uh, podcast guest ever. I wonder how <laughs> we can get him on the blackout tips. He was. Yeah, he was really, uh, he laughed at all the jokes. He was a really good guy. Um, personally, I would have just cut his internet cable off and breached the door right around the third quarter of the SEC championship.
4: Yeah. <laughs> y'all would have like, never heard about this. We gotta nigga. see who's playing Notre Dame. That's it.
3: Yeah. All y'all would have heard is him ranting about, you know, when the police need to, hello is in it. Hello. <laughs>
2: Um, well he does rant on his website Rod, so you guys are part of the problem he does rant on his website about how uh, Ah! the media are too wrapped up in things like entertainment and sports and I guess they need to cover more of whatever it is he covers, He appears to be some some type of crossing guard, you see this picture? yeah I saw it the crossing guard with the press pass (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: man, that dude is I don't. I don't know how he did it, man. He kept talking about is Teddy outside? Is Teddy there? And uh, the officer's like Teddy who? And this I guess is another police officer named Teddy. I was. I was like, man, you don't know his last name. It's Teddy Riley? Teddy Pendergrass? Teddy Ruxman. <laughs> like, who the fuck is outside named Teddy?
2: Uh, also, if 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 you're a guy who knows police officers by a first name, you're probably having too many run-ins with said police officers. Yes, right. How- there's no cops right. that I didn't grow up with Cop- K- who I know by first name. Agreed. <laughs> my neighborhood.
3: I agree, dude. I don't know any cops by first names unless, like, I played basketball with yeah. them as a kid or something You're like better that.
4: Better than me. I don't even remember by last name. I just know you are an officer. That's all I know.
3: Yeah I, I'm, I, yeah, I don't know any cops like that. Um, And he was taking so long at this point. I was like, did he do the Windows 8 upgrade? To his computer or... Like your computer did. That. Do his iPhone firmware upgrade or some shit. Like, it, he was... Like, they told him to come out at 10.30. It was like 11.15 when he came out. Like, it was crazy, man. But anyway, now I understand why you got to beat uh, a nigga every once in a while. So, cops, I get it. If no one else cares, me and Tupac care. <laughs> um... <laughs> all right, man. So, speaking of Twitter, man. Twitter, I think if you follow enough people... And you follow enough black people specifically. Twitter is the king of conversations that you never see in real life. Yes. Like, if you, if you paying attention to your timeline, you, can, you see some gems. Um, the other day, I saw a bunch of dudes being retweeted onto my timeline because everybody was just so, like, uh, upset with them or so taken aback. Um, and they were talking about women who have big boobs. And they were talking bad about them. Like that's
2: bad. I, yeah, like yeah, who I. Does that?
3: Yeah, who who does do that? Yeah. Say say that again, Morgan.
2: That's, I, just, I, I. Who are these men? Yeah, it was, don't prefer it to talk bad about it.
3: Right, like I like um. That's a conversation that, and I, I think Morgan, as a man, you can agree. You will never see this conversation in real life, no matter how many men you know. Now, I'm not saying there aren't men that probably, there's Holly, I guarantee you know at least one dude that probably hates big old titties. Just, oh, nothing worse than some big old titties in his face. But even <laughs> even gay men love titties. So, like, that, I feel like there's no room you'll ever walk into. Like, you'll never walk in the men's locker room and four dudes are sitting around like yeah man and then she tried to pull those big ass titties in my face and everybody goes ooh oh man did you leave you know like it like it feels like um the internet has given every the one weirdo in every town now has a place to find the other weirdos.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. And
3: then we, on Twitter, get to see those weirdos have the conversations where they all agree. But unlike real life, where most people ignore or walk away from these weirdos because it's just one weird dude saying something stupid, and then we all make jokes like, you know, like, uh, if we're sitting around like, oh, man, you know, Keisha is so fine. Yeah, she is fine, man. Well, actually, um. I think her titties are too big and I'm just not a fan. Okay, nigga, whatever. Get out of here, right? But on Twitter it's like he can find the one dude in like Delaware that also hates titties. And the dude in uh, you know, in Montreal that also hates titties, and the dude from Singapore that hates titties, and now it's like six of these niggas on Twitter hating titties and people are just like, What's I going on? Like here?
2: Yeah, the search open
3: too yeah right (laughs) he's like uh uh, hashtag hate titties and just like um -hmm, yep we a group now um so yeah man i think but i I feel like people gave these people the most attention that day and it's just crazy because twitter is just the king of that shit and you see it it all the time with different conversations man it's it's always weird to me just because i I, I don't I can't even imagine if I walked into a room with four people hating titties, I it, i wouldn't even think those people were gay. Like even gay people would not be sitting around like I hate titties. Right. This is, I don't know, man. Twitter is the greatest. Well
2: that's one of these things and there's because there's certain things certain times I sit down, I'm I'm about to tweet something, then I say to myself, you know what? That's not worth tweeting. Right. And I don't tweet it. But there are certain people, and this is kind of what Twitter fosters, right? Is this right. idea that everything you say um, is worthy of being said out loud? And like for most of us, that's not true. I don't know anyone, yeah, that's but true, who's that smart and that wise mm-hmm. and that brilliant and that insightful that every freaking thought that crosses their mind is worth being expressed verbally. Some stuff you just got to keep to yourself, in spite of the fact that your tweet deck is chirping.
3: Yeah, but you have to save those for ah! the podcast. <laughs> exactly like um the other thing too like uh, uh last night i saw somebody else tweeting about like oh uh, they were asking everybody like um so what do you you know what what do you think about um when when you're dating someone and it doesn't fit blah, blah, blah. and i was like how come nobody in these relationship expert people how come nobody talks about the people that are dating mr right and mrs right it's always about the bad fits. Nobody wants to talk about the people that are happy and doing well. Nobody ever approaches. It's
4: boring in and, the and right. And you, wouldn't, you can't debate about that.
3: Nobody approaches me and Karen to do a podcast on relationships. Why? Because it's boring. It's like, uh, well, uh, what do you do when uh, you know she comes home late and she doesn't call? Why would she do that?
4: <laughs> do you beat her or smack her? I don't no, I mean, I know. I don't understand. Do you cuss her out? Do you you know make right. her pay for everything? I guess
3: we would just t- uh, text her and uh, ask, what's, "Is everything okay?"
4: No, that's not fun.
3: Well, no, uh, no. What you supposed to do is uh, be
4: irrational. and been irrational.
3: Irrag- Right. Make my show more entertaining by doing some crazy shit. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's weird. Nobody wants to talk about that shit. Because
2: um, the people in crappy relationships don't want to have. Uh, Strong relationships thrown in their face. Yeah, right. I'm just saying, discuss it. Right. No, like,
3: I'm, like I'm, we I'm don't I'm. even get approached. Like, no, and I'm not just saying us exclusively. Anyone that appears to just be doing well in a relationship, nobody gives a fuck no. about that person's
4: opinion or anything. It's like. <laughs> and they'll dismiss it if you try to give them rational and logical then you're like, "Hey, that makes no sense." Fuck you! You don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Oh, okay. That yeah, no works, no works
2: for you, but not for my situation. I'm unique.
3: Right. Exactly. I'm, my yeah. vagina is one of a yeah, kind. Yeah, 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 it's like yeah. a snowflake.
2: You, yeah. You uniquely crazy. Yes. <laughs> um.
3: So I also I saw an article titled uh, "Why Are Mean People So Attractive?" The other day, and uh, I I, I didn't even read the article. I oh, knew the same. I knew the answer without even reading it. Uh, it's because the author of the article has low self-esteem. <laughs> like whoever wrote that just put that out there as like a general rule like mean people are attractive it's like uh to you
4: yes to me that's a turn off.
3: <laughs> yeah mean people get like five shades uglier to me it's like oh you mean i know it's so i thought you looked good across the room but no, no. like get your mean ass out of my uh, fucking face what i know it's so um now i don't know what if this happens in sports matter of fact this might be the only place that this happens but um Like I was listening to an interview And they were talking to a rapper the other day And um The rapper was you know They were asking him like what do you listen to And I, I would even be willing to Venture to say this only happens to rap Music also But uh the rapper was like Um I don't listen to any current rap And I don't get that Like why wouldn't you listen to current rap? It's your fucking job. Who was the rapper? Um, I think the rapper at this time was either, and you know what? I'm going to be, it's actually more than one rapper, Morgan. It's a lot of them. It's almost every rapper I've ever heard do an interview. But in this case, uh, I believe it was either Stones or the dude that just did, uh, Where's About 40 Acres, like the week, the last week. And they always say this, like it's almost like a, Uh, Just a couch answer like I don't listen to I don't listen to current rap. I don't listen to current rap. And um, I don't understand what that's about because as a rapper, you should. Because I wouldn't go to a doctor that was like, I don't listen to current medicine. <laughs> I actually use, I go by leeches. Yeah, I, I don't. This modern, this modern medicine shit is whack.
4: Yeah, I don't know what the new techniques is. I ain't trying to find out what the new technology is. Right, uh, look, man, I have a
3: pending case against uh, the Baltimore Police Department, and I would really like uh, for you to help me out. Uh, well, I'm a lawyer, but I don't keep up on current laws. I, I fuck with them old school laws, man. You got anything <laughs> you need to know about sodomy? I'll help you with that. <laughs> like, no. Lo- know the landscape, man. Like, it actually might be beneficial for you to actually know what the fuck uh, a Kendrick Lamar is talking about. Or a... Well, then, it then, might then. actually help. It won't hurt your rap to know what the fuck they're talking about. Like,
2: how the fuck is that hurting? I think when people... I think there's a, there's probably a difference between what people actually listen to and what they say they listen to. Yeah. Um, because there's so much trash out there, you know, masquerading as hip hop. You do seem a lot smarter by saying, yeah, I don't listen to Chief Keef. That's below me. Right. I don't listen to contemporary rap. Um, but at the same time, if you're in the industry, you, you either do or you should understand that there are that that contemporary hip-hop is not all Chief Keef and all these other cats that I can't even name because I don't listen to them.
3: Yeah, you sound ignorant as fuck. Like, know, yeah, if, know if you your sound
2: market. In, in an attempt to sound enlightened. Right. right? <laughs> I, I don't listen to this nihilistic, uh, tuneless crap my hip hop and and for me personally my taste man my my hip hop consumption dropped off precipitously after about 2002
3: which it can because that's not your industry Now, right. my question for you would be like well uh do you ever read any sports media
2: right you right. know and, and, and if, if you were like me saying you know what nah man i stopped after <laughs> uh I I, I read up to Frank DeFord when he started writing man forget
3: it I only read read Ralph Wiley man I don't read (laughs) nothing but Wiley and uh, if he ain't talked about it then I ain't read it it's like a lot of shit has happened since Ralph Wiley died yeah man but you know I keep it real and I only fucks with uh, I don't like to know shit you know it's like no you should (laughs) like to know shit it's your industry I actually don't want to listen to a rapper that doesn't know what the fuck is going on in his industry
2: and you don't have to, um, you don't have to, uh, necessarily be somebody's fan. Like, if you think that there's a lot of contemporary rap out there, there's garbage. Like, a lot of us feel that way. But that yeah. doesn't mean that you don't pay attention to what's going out, on out there. And it doesn't mean that you don't seek out the ones that you actually do like. Because I, I can't believe that, like, an entire genre of music, um, has just fallen off a cliff. It's, it's right. like, uh, it, it, that hasn't happened. Um...
3: And these and also, Morgan, these are your peers. So like honestly, it it behooves you, if you would like to work with your peers, to kind of know what the fuck they're into.
2: So the guy like that is he doesn't see those guys as his peers, right? He sees himself as above them. You Um, you know what's funny? That's
3: true. It sounds like that until uh kendrick lamar says hey man we should work together on something yes. Then it's like he's the coolest motherfucker on the earth i love that guy it's like you just told me you don't listen to his fucking music yeah you know and i <laughs> like I, you, know, you just told me that you don't care hey, now man, you do i
4: think some of them lie i, I, I agree with morgan i, I think, hope they're lying i think some of them say that just so they won't be associated with whack rappers hey. Right. So in the reality, they do listen to these people. They do know who Kendrick Lamar is. They do know who these people are. But it's one of those things where if I come out and say, "Yeah, I listen," everybody gonna want to know what do you listen to.
2: Yeah, no, do you and have to and, name people? And I'm pro- I'm profiling here, but I bet you if I listen to his music, I'm sure a lot of his lyrics are like a conscious reaction to the rest of the crap that's out there. That's the other thing. like, So you can't tell me you don't listen right. because you're talking about how it sucks and how you're better.
3: Like, Talib Kwali is the worst for that, by the way. Is um <laughs> Tal- As much as I, I fuck with Talib, he a real nigga, and I, I get it, but Talib is the worst for doing these, like, shady-ass disses to the industry and all these whack rappers, but he won't ever admit that he listens to that music or that he uh thinks that they're whack. So it's yeah. like... It's like he's in this quasi state where he's like, "And these whack rappers need to stop rapping about this." And it's like, "Okay, cool. So who are you talking about then?" Well, you know what? I like everybody, and right. uh, I listen to everything, and uh, I actually think people need to leave Soldier Boy alone. It's like, well, if you listen to your lyrics, it kind of sounds like you're talking shit about Soldier Boy and his thoughtless
4: music. Yeah, he did that on the BET Cypher.
3: Yeah, on the BET, he BET and shit. Like, I anyway, <laughs> man. I just think that rappers need to stop doing that shit and. Go ahead and admit to it. Um so while I was watching MTV the other day, I saw an advertisement. Um it was for tampons. Okay.
4: And you um, need some? I don't
3: understand. The ad came on, Karen. I don't control what advertisements come on the T V show.
4: I'm just messing with you, sir.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so um I was it was my new favorite show, Catfish, and uh, the the advertisement oh, that's why. The advertisement was like, ladies, don't let your tampons keep you from like partying and shit and it showed these girls and they're like going to a rave in these little dresses on, on the rooftop and dancing wow. and it's like play text 360 tampons it's in the game or whatever the ah! fuck, and they're all having a good time and i was thinking like is the message of the commercial that you couldn't go to a happening party if you had a pad on? Like I don't get Yes. Like it's it's like are women really like I would go party but I need a tampon for this one. Like I don't know. <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> like what is what is are y'all not this like I can't dance with a pad on. I only a tampon can handle this type of action. Like I don't get it, Karen. What's the deal?
4: And I think it's his own way because the, uh you have some women they'll tell you up and down on around the they they don't do tampons. Um And you have some women The vice versa they don't do pads And it's one of those things where tampons kind of want to promote the freedom Of being able to move around And the flexibility and, and things like that of you not seeing the pad print And things like that It was like hey if you really want to be free You know and not have that pad stuck to your ass Wear this instead um, That's kind of more what it is
3: I, I really don't get it man I was just sitting up here like uh Just it's like Go to the party and where nobody knows you know what I mean like is' no dude is going to actually know the difference uh and I'm assuming that you know it's not like it, it was more of a commercial about her and her girls,
4: yeah, because so it
3: wasn't like, oh, and we won't be able to get any guys like it's just us and the girls. I'm like, well, you and the girls can have a good time and have a pad like it's not like the yeah. string was
4: hanging out or some shit no and, and it's and it's one of them things where you know you go clubbing if you want to you know grind and shit like that dude's gonna feel the pad when you grind up against him like that
3: well then add that to the commercial show one girl <laughs> show one girl that had a pad and then show a dude backing off like oh hell no like <laughs> uh, if not then i don't get it like it just seemed like you could have a good time with or without pad um
2: I just gotta say. Wait a minute. Wait a, yeah, minute. Wait yeah, go wait a minute. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm man. just trying to. I'm. I'm trying to wrap my my mind around the concept of of grinding on somebody to the point that <laughs> through my pants and through the clothing I assume she has on, I can also feel this pad. Yeah. Um, you. You. Agree? I guess people dance. Maybe I just haven't been lucky enough. I've never been that dude in the club that women want to dance that closely with. I'm just wondering how hard a woman got to be grinding on me that I can feel through my pants. it's not just against my leg. Yeah. yeah we're not touching any sensory neurons directly. Right, right. This is two layers of clothing, and I can feel you know, Morgan. Morgan you know, we're older. We're, we're
4: older. You know, this is going to like the the younger crowds who like to go out there half butt naked. So to them, you want as less friction as possible.
3: Uh, y'all don't understand how penises work, and that's all that is. Oh, honestly, ladies.
4: Oh no, I don't have uh, one. My
3: dick cannot fucking tell that much of a difference. Oh lord! <laughs> Just to let you know, through. <laughs> Why,
2: thank you. I layers I've been- of clothing and stuff like how about I- Yeah. See,
3: I went to a gym one time where uh this chick ha- I had on jogging pants and this chick was dancing with me, and it felt like I was inside of her and um honestly <laughs> uh pad or no pad, nothing could stop that like it was just. It was like that song, Too Close. Uh, <laughs> it was nothing, that, it was nothing I, that could happen. I was like, oh, so this is what it's about. Like, It wasn't like, I wonder if she has a pad or a tampon. Like, And, and I don't
4: know if it's... If he's close
3: enough to know if you have a pad, he knows you have a tampon. Just saying exactly. that, ladies.
4: <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess it's just a, I guess they know women are conscious around that time of the month. So they say, like, hey, we know you're, you conscious, bitch.
3: Now let's talk about something more important. And uh, this is something that everybody can pat me on the back for. Uh, I was right about Kobe Bryant's knees, and y'all was wrong. Admit it. It's been long enough. I'm smarter than you. (laughs) Everybody got too fucking smart. All these sports writers and shit. They started doing these numbers and shit, and it was, oh, you know, the numbers say that you play this many hours of basketball. No, I was right, and y'all was wrong. End of discussion. He was like, well, you got to add the extra time because Kobe didn't come out of college and then play. He came straight from high school. He played 15.5 minutes a game his first year. 26 the year after that. He didn't start playing 37. He started playing 38 minutes a game his third year. So let's say he did go to college. He probably would have went to school for two years at most, maybe one, and then went into the pros. It's not that big a fucking difference, only the hours of his knees working. Um, not to mention, he's one of the top one percentile of all athletes on the planet and taking care of his body. Um, he's not the guy that's just going to fucking break down early, like T-Mac and shit. Um, and, then not, and then to top it all off, the numbers say I'm fucking right. The nigga's averaging 27 points now. In two thousand and twelve. And he played every single game. And it was like, oh, he's gonna be hurt. He's not gonna He played every single game, dog. He's shooting forty nine percent from the field. Forty percent from three. I was right and y'all were wrong. Admit it and stop using those bullshit ass numbers. The people like this is the thing people forget about college now. Because basketball is such big business. Basketball is a year-round sport. It doesn't matter what level of basketball you're playing. It's year-round from high school to pros. Like there are high school kids I know who go straight from basketball in college, in high school to AAU basketball year-round. Like, they're never taking a day off of playing basketball. Mm-hmm. It's only about basketball and training to play basketball. This is not 1957 where it was like, and now I'm going to go work at Kroger's for <laughs> three months. All they do is play basketball. This is a career from day fucking one. Like, there's 14-year-olds who basically have a career of playing basketball. They put in hours at the gym like you would put in hours at the job. So there's no more distinction between uh, this college player is getting less work than this guy. No. Actually you know what Between those days That college player is working fucking hard
4: Yes they are
3: Like it's not like they just It's not like Tyler Hansbrough Just shows up for the games it's, it's like actually you know what We run We jog We lift weights uh, We do uh, conditioning Like all they do Is play basketball And get better to play basketball Like at this point I would even say school Doesn't really even matter Other than keep your grades Good enough to play basketball
2: Yep Well you see Um I can't remember where this, it was online. Uh, it was a guy from Time Magazine. He had interviewed somebody, I guess, who had, who had written an essay in the, the Chronicle of Higher Education, Yeah. Uh, advocating something that I've been kind of advocating for a while, which is allowing college athletes to major in the sport they play. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and people always look at you funny when you say that. There's no jobs in football. How can You let these people major in footballing. Mean, you let people major in journalism. Ain't no jobs in journalism either. You, <laughs> right? Nobody stop me.
3: <laughs> How many jobs are there in uh, in in, uh, in all the uh, other disciplines that are like the right. social disciplines? Like uh, you can't really get a, a job in like socioeconomics, but you can major in it.
2: Right. Yes, well, you can. Remember those those, those those NCAA commercials. And and the and the tagline is you know there are three hundred thousand NCAA athletes and we all go pro in something other than sports right and there's the guy and he's got the saxophone and he's like yeah I might go to New Orleans or I might go to New York depending on where the best jazz clubs are I'm like right. okay so we are we we're, we're trying to trumpet you know that we prepare these kids you know for viable careers and we got a goddamn musician yeah
3: <laughs> i saw an article this morning about four kids on scholarship robbing other kids on campus <laughs> like just give these niggas some money and let them major in they sports man
1: yes sir like
3: just at this point we, who are we kidding other than ourselves man like right. it, it's only us that are being fooled we want to fool ourselves more than we want to just be real and be like yeah we're, we don't give a fuck about these kids schooling of
4: course not
3: You know, only time you talk about the kids schooling is when they fuck up.
4: Right. You know? So yeah, man,
3: at any rate, they're all professional athletes. And Kobe Bryant is at the highest, highest, like the fucking 99th percentile of these fucking athletes. And y'all were wrong. He is not going to, I know a lot of this comes from Kobe hate, but there was this idea of just like, well, you know, he's about to break down. It's like, I'm looking at these averages of points, 28 26 27 25 28
2: 27 25 no i think he was right but here's the thing uh you you can make that he's going to break down argument in the same way that you can make the so and so you can start spreading the so and so has died argument like when someone gets in a car crash or like when Emmanuel Stewart was sick but he wasn't dead. Right. People start tweeting that he's dead and writing stories that he's dead. Are you going to correct it? No, because he'll be dead eventually.
3: Right. right? Exactly. So, but so I, I would make take
2: this argument, man. Kobe's going to break down. Right. Um, if he doesn't break down this year, it's all right. He'll break down next year. He'll break exactly. When he's thinks he's going to be old. And I'll be right, and you'll be wrong, right?
3: Exactly. That's the thing. It's like ah. sixteen years in. Um, I'll take his 16th year over everybody else in the NBA ever 16th year.
2: Yeah, but what happens in year 18, Rod? Then I'll be right and you'll be right. Right,
3: exactly. Well, in year 18, he won't be as good as, uh, this guy in year three. It's like, uh, that's not the fucking point. Wait right. till that guy gets to year 18 and we'll measure those. If it's a that long, we will be having this discussion about LeBron James too. For the record, people, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everyone's gonna tell me that he's gonna break down early because he came out of high school. You got to be fucking kidding me! Basketball (laughs) stopped being about only playing x amount of games so long ago. Once it became monetized, once you start putting LeBron James high school games on ESPN,
4: come on, dog, it's
3: no longer a part-time gig, dude. He's always been playing. Uh, forty-five minutes a game, whether it was pickup ball at the YMCA, the U, uh, the 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 uh, AAU or high school basketball, it's, it's all the same minutes now. But go ahead, What I mean,
2: people forget is like, it, it, it's funny because it's hard to get Americans to look at um the broader sports world. Um, and realize that what's going on here with, with these, with this generation of players that, 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 you know, skip college and went to very little college. Um, is not that unusual in the world of say soccer where guys, you know, if you're that good, um, you know, can make the first team in the English premiership at 17. Or you might be playing high-level professional soccer in Brazil before some English team comes and buys you. You know, and these guys play into their 30s and no one says, oh, you know, Terry Henry's going to break down at 24 because he was a pro at 17. Um, And basketball is no different, but it's difficult getting Americans to recognize that because they've never really looked outside this little league they play in.
4: That's true. And Morgan, my thing is that, and me and Roger talked about this before, the problem that I have is that the NCAA put these ridiculous rules about this stuff on basketball and football and baseball and golf and some of these other things that are also associated with NCAA. Yes, these people can go pro, and I have it. And this now, this is the issue that I have if you had this rule across the board on all sports. I would not complain, Morgan. I wouldn't say a right. m- word. But for the fact that you restrict and you tell people you can't go pro, they can't pick you up, you can't get paid, but yet you have other people that can go to school, people that can actually put their names in the draft and decide they don't want to go and go back to school and not be penalized. But yes. yet the sports that are predominantly black, you tell them, no, you can't go. That's the issue that I have. I, like they I also- said, if you're going to be like that, and because and I was talking to Roger, I was like, well, baby, ain't they both NCAA? He was like, yeah, I was like, but well, I don't understand wh- why there's a division here.
2: They're also the sports that make the most money, right? Nobody, yeah. if the College World Series happens every year and I don't watch it, and any of y'all watch it, it's not like March Madness. If, if the College World Series made money like March Madness, there would be hard and fast rules um, restricting, you know, whether or not players could go pro uh, at a certain time. Like high school baseball players, I can get drafted at 18, turn that down, go to college, get drafted again at 23 or at 21 after my junior year. If I don't like that. Go back to school and then try to get a better draft position. Um, Mainly because, yeah, there's not a lot of money. The NCAA doesn't really care because one set of college um, baseball players is as good as another set of college baseball players. There's going to be some that are going to be stars. There's going to be some that are going to go pro. There's going to be some that aren't. There's not a lot of money wrapped up in it. Um, But if it was bringing in money like the BCS, they would make sure... Um, that all these stars, like a guy like A Rod, you know, or Derek Jeter, a guy like that high school star coming out of school, would make sure that this cat winds up in somebody's college somewhere playing baseball if there was that much money wrapped up in college baseball, but there's not, so they really don't care. Yep.
4: No, no, they don't. And also, the basketball and the football, literally at most schools, fund the other sports that a lot of times <laughs> lose money in the long run.
2: Right. And, well, and a lot in, Quiet is it's kept a lot of football programs lose money too and and they continue um and they keep receiving investments on the idea that this investment is going to pay off but after a certain point if you're not making bowl games um or you know setting yourself up as that guy that gets beat up by Florida you know in, in week one or two of the season um you know, shout football programs are expensive, and a lot of these schools lose money um, on football. But there's the idea that they're going to make money. There's the idea that there's this big payoff. Uh, you know, and a lot of a lot of it is an illusion. Like the the, the upper quartile of uh, NCAA teams, you know, in the big conferences, they make money. You know, but these these guys, if you're big enough to be Division One, but in a small conference. You know, especially if you're at the bottom of that conference and you're only you're only drawing twenty thousand fans a game, you don't have a big TV contract. You're going to struggle. Okay, Uh, money on football too.
3: um, Let me break something down. I saw this in the chat room. Uh, Somebody was saying that on a physical level, um, the the three years rule makes sense in football uh, because obviously the kids can't compete with grown ass adults immediately on the football field.
2: I right, go let ahead me, let me let I me we' de- ahead with that,
3: but go ahead, yeah, let me go ahead and debunk that shit right now um that's not true, uh honestly, if they could get their hands on these guys earlier, they'd actually be better prepared to play n f l football by the same time that they would play n f l football like yes. um as much as like colleges are just there to reap the benefits and make the money off of these guys uh for th- three years while they can, but You can't tell me that if you couldn't get a hold of Adrian Peterson as a professional organization at seventeen years old instead of twenty-one years old or whatever the fuck, that you wouldn't do it. Even if you're not gonna put him on the field right away, you're gonna get him in the right physical training. You're gonna get him going against different people in your practice squad. You're gonna have him in the right, you're gonna have him in the NFL training room and film room every day so that you have the guy at the peak of his abilities ready to perform form immediately like there's so many coaches that wish they could get a hold of like a robert griffin the third before he even learned anything about uh the 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 offense that they currently run like they would love to just be like let's just get this guy into our system now and whatever we want to run let's teach him now like why wait until he has to learn something else and unteach him that and or or add that to whatever we're doing? Let's just instead of an option offense, a spread option, let's just go ahead and run uh whatever the fuck this coach loves to do right away. So, yeah, I I would completely debunk that. The NFL would love nothing more than to get their hands on this guy, but the truth of the matter is there's a lot of money in the free promotion.
4: Yes, it is. There's a lot
3: of money in just saying like, there's nothing that would make the NFL more exciting because their draft is one of the highest rated TV shows every year. Because they've had two to three years of free promotion on every right. single player in the draft. And there's, there's no amount of money you can put on the fact that Adrian Peterson is 17, has only played high school football. And if you tell me I'm drafting Adrian, Peterson, Adrian Peterson, uh, 17 year old out of Alabama or some shit, I'm like, uh. Okay. Yeah. And
2: then it becomes the baseball draft. Nobody cares about the baseball draft.
3: Exactly. It, remember when the NBA draft used to be like that? No one gave a fuck because it was like, uh, we're going to take your minor fives, last fives a bitch out mm-hmm. of, uh, and it's like, i never heard of this dude or, well, we're also going to take Jeremy Green out of, uh, so and so. Like, I've never heard of that guy. Like, he's only been in school. He's been in high school. So I don't okay. know anything about him, but a free year of publicity at international TV events, um, for a, for a kid. Yeah, now I do want now now this guy comes into my league with money attached to him basically. Like his name is money now. I can put him on name. a jersey and I can sell him and he doesn't have to prove shit. I don't need to wait uh 3 years for Kobe Bryant to develop into the kind of guy that can play 37 minutes a game. I can actually uh, start off and say I'm only going to pay uh, uh, LeBron James X amount of dollars and he's going to play 35 minutes a game and, um, and and you know about him because he's been on ESPN or I could take Kevin Durant who's had multiple big games on ESPN now because he had to stay in school for a year and, and now you know him, he's a household name it's a big difference in their entrance into the league that's all it's about, it's not about them Taking the guy's best interest in mind and being like, well, physically you won't be able to compete. They, could give a fuck. they don't give a fuck mm. about these dudes. Well,
2: there's, there's 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 two things to that because the, the one there's there's um you know the fact that the NFL and the NBA don't have minor league systems right right? so they kind of so they the nfl especially wants this rule because if they didn't have this rule and they had to draft guys at 18 or 17 then they would have to yeah okay a 17 year old and 18 year old is not physically equipped to compete with the men in the nfl which means all these nfl teams now would have to find ways to develop these guys and that would cost money and they don't want to do that and it's an it's it's a it's a very convenient relationship they have with the ncaa um the ncaa makes money developing these guys uh for the minor league for the for the for the NFL you know serving as this de facto um minor league system but the other fault in that argument is just because a player is eligible to be drafted at 18 um, doesn't mean a team has to take him. It's because these teams exactly. can't help themselves.
3: It's like, minimizing risk is what yeah, they're doing. These
2: teams cannot help themselves. So like, no, you know this guy's not ready. Okay, then don't take him. Don't take him. Don't don't draft the guy until he's ready to play or almost ready to play. Right. Nobody's forcing you to take this eighteen year old, but you take him. So the NBA says, oh, we need a we need an age limit. No, you don't. You need some restraint. You know, and some better scouting. There's nothing wrong with that in the, like, like that's in it work for you
3: in the nba putting a guy down to the d league is a sign of failure yes. right. it like it means we fucked up and we should not have drafted this guy at all whereas Letting, like, a guy playing an extra year in college is more of a sign of, okay, cool. As a franchise, we minimize our risk. We learn what this guy is actually capable of and how he relates to his peers. They would, they, like, they, they, the only reason they're letting this happen is like Morgan said, Because they can't help themselves. They had to. It's like going on a diet. They had to, or they would (laughs) feast on unknown talent and unknown uh, high school players and destroy their teams as they were doing a while back.
4: Yes, they do. And somebody was talking about the D-League. The thing about the D-League, the D-League doesn't do like baseball. In baseball, they actually go to their minor leagues and draft up. They don't do that. Yeah, the NBA got the D-League, but the D-League is just over there being Ds, doing nothing. doing (laughs) ain't doing shit.
3: Right. It's like getting a D in school. Yeah. It's not good. No, it's not. Right. And,
4: and and you don't you don't have a draft forcing teams and to pick out of this more, league.
3: And also if you look at the history of the NBA and you start looking at guys, guys getting drafted out of high school, the problem is a lot of these teams were investing in their formative years. Yes. And then dudes were leaving. Like it yeah. was it's like so okay, we got three years of Jermaine O'Neal, and then Jermaine O'Neal was like, bye, Portland. I'm yeah, about to we've, go we've served,
2: we've served his minor league team. He sat here, he apprenticed with us. Um, Then he took off. They would much rather have someone else assume that cost, right? And this is one of the things, you know, I ran into in Venezuela when we talk about 14-year-old kids, you know, basically working 40-hour weeks, you know, at this craft. And there's always a cost to developing talent. um, And different leagues have different ways of of passing that cost off to different people, right? So, you know, in Venezuela, you know, I'll take a 14-year-old kid and develop him for two years. That costs me money. And then when he signs with the big league team, I make my money back. Then the big league team has to then take their money and develop this kid from 17, from 16 or 17 to 19, 20, 21, 22 when he's ready to play. But again, the NFL doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they're interested in incurring that cost. And again, it's so convenient, um, for the NCAA. There's too much money wrapped up in, um, not having, uh, a football minor league. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that it, it would make more sense to see the system change. Cause again, you don't have these debates in Europe, you right. know, with soccer. If I'm Chelsea, I can see a 12 year old kid, put him in my academy, and that's that. And I'll develop him. And then if he wants to leave, I will sell his contract and make my money back. Um But, yeah, you don't have this debate about where Didier Drogba, Didier Drogba went to high school or right. where Didier Drogba... What, what about Didier Drogba's education? Oh, my God, where'd <laughs> right. he go? Did he leave college without nobody? How's he yeah. going to be able to hold they on just, to his money? they just keep it real. Put him in the youth league, youth team, and that was that. And they developed him, and now he's a star. Yeah. This is the way it goes in Europe. And I would not mind seeing... Something like that over here, but I, I there's too much money wrapped up in doing it the other way.
3: I see people in the chat room bringing up Kwame Brown, too. Like, Here's the thing about Kwame Brown. Everyone thought he should go number one. Not just Jordan. It's not like Michael Jordan made some kind of crazy-ass leap where everybody yeah, was like, right. don't take Kwame Brown. He was like, fuck you! I'm taking Kwame Brown! Like, no. Uh
4: That's that time. And
3: then the market the, to take it one step further, Michael Jordan was right. Yeah, nobody wants to hear that shit, but Kwame Brown is still in the fucking NBA. Yes, <laughs> like it he
1: is. like as
3: sorry as we think he is, because he didn't become the center that, you know, we would like to see a number one draft pick be, he's still a fucking NBA player because He's supposed to be an NBA player, seven feet fucking tall, and he just came in and wasn't as good as people would like for him to be. But I don't know that Tyson Chandler was this big-ass improvement over Kwame Brown right away. Mm-hmm. Um It took a long time. For, like, the thing difference between Tyson Chandler then and now is that people respect Tyson Chandler. Yes, they do. Because they've lowered their expectations so far. Like we, Tyson Chandler is not a franchise fucking center either. He just mm-hmm. gets a lot of blocks and plays defense. Mm-hmm. Paul Gasol was the third pick in that draft. You didn't know Paul Gasol from fucking Adam. No when way. that draft happened, Eddie Curry was the fourth pick in that draft. Like, this is not like, this is some fucking crazy ass, like, I can't believe he passed on Tyson Chandler to get Kwame Brown. Like, right. shut the fuck up. You, it just is a funny thing to say because it's Michael Jordan making a pick. But to be quite honest, this draft was fucking terrible. Like, uh, Jason Richardson went fifth in that draft and Jason Richardson is a borderline, uh, a, a, a franchise player, like he's not a guy you can. If you if he's been the focal point of any offense, he's never achieved
2: anything. You're giving him a lot of, of credit a Borderline franchise player.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what, what I mean. Is You're right, right. By borderline, I mean like he's not. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's a guy that you can go. Well, remember that Jason Richardson team and such and such. You're like, yeah, that that team w- w- was bad. Right, like, like if he's the leading scorer on your team, that's not a good team, dude. Exactly. Um, Shane Battier was the sixth pick in that draft. Shane fucking Battier. The no, uh, Eddie Griffin, uh, who tragically died. No, um, Desanya Jop. Like listen Rodney White, are y'all fucking, this is a terrible fucking draft. Joe Johnson was the tenth pick in that draft and everybody decides that he is not worth the money he's being paid right now. It's I'm sorry guys, but it's it's a completely just a
4: dream. Overpay me, please. It's
3: all about it's all about in that draft it's all about joking on Michael Jordan. But there were no great picks after that shit though. It's like that's who he should have went with. Like, no. Right. That's just, the draft is like that sometimes. Um all right. Let's uh, get into some podcasting, man. I, uh, some some articles here. We, we've been podcasting for a while. Um, I don't think I had any other good... Oh, wait. We did have one more thing. We are adding mm-hmm. a segment to the show. I'm sorry, Karen. I forgot. And it's about Impossible White Man movies. We're going to start doing Impossible White Man movie of the week. Yes. Now, Morgan, I don't know if you're familiar with this genre of movies, but... Yeah. Um, Fill me in. Impossible White Man movies are basically any action movie... That uh basically takes place where an uh a white man has no superpowers but he's able to survive tremendous odds for off of just being white. <laughs> and uh you've seen these movies before. I don't know, I mean I don't know how many movies you go to, but you've probably seen a lot of these movies before and you probably uh like a lot of these movies. Um uh you know. Some examples. Uh like for example, um there's a movie called uh Mission Impossible. Right, there's been four of them maybe five of them every last one of those is an impossible white man movie the James Bond franchise impossible white man movies Um, every last every last James Bond movie is about a white man doing impossible things because he's white
4: Yeah, and, 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 and we do have rules and regulations he gotta live he can't die
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar- uh, and and you don't have to be white to star in an impossible white man movie. Mm-mm.
4: You could be black. So
3: Gwyneth Weaver starred in several impossible white, white man, man movies. movies. Yes, you don't even have to be a man. Nope. Will Smith's catalog is almost entirely comprised of impossible white man movies. Um, like what? Like uh, for example, uh, there's Enemy of the State, Independence Day, Independence Day. There's Bad just- Boys, um, where it's just about being impossible and being a white man. That's it. Uh, the movies. Um, have you ever seen the movies? Um, the Transporter, any of those movies? Uh, yeah,
2: well, any any just about any action movie, you know, where someone, even if he's a policeman, um, just goes out and even if he has a purpose to killing people, but just winds up killing 10 to 20 people in a movie. You know, if it's, even if it's in the service surf, of a greater goal, like in real life, you're going to be held accountable for having killed 20 or 30 people. Right. Um, even if it was to get your daughter or even if it was to save some state secrets. Like, you can't just be out here killing people. Except, again, you know, the impossible white man in these movies. I've killed 30 people. It'll yeah, they, my objective. And then the next day I just wake up and life goes on. Like, they never
3: face trials for these. No. No. There's, these are 30 justified homicides. Okay. Right.
4: They don't even get investigated by the police. Oh, right.
2: Nobody's family is asking any questions. The of- end of,
3: at the end of Die Hard 2, they just let Bruce Willis go home. They don't even need to debrief him. No. Oh. They just like, okay, thanks for saving the world, uh, white man. And that's the end of it, man. Um, someone said, uh, what about Hispanic people? Um, the movie Machete. Oh, my,
4: oh, yes.
3: Impossible white man movie. Yes, it's, I love that movie. It's just a, it's a Hispanic dude playing a part, but let's be honest, that shit is about being impossibly white. Um, they, they, none of it has to make sense. Mm-hmm. But this week's impossible white man movie of the week is actually the movie Lockout. Yes um now the movie lockout uh takes place in a a weird futuristic landscape with horrible cgi apparently um as the opening title credit uh the opening title scene is like it looks like something off a playstation 2
4: (laughs) it does yeah like
3: uh like it's so badly um like it's it's like uh the opening to to whatever playstation 2 game you had um uh, but after that, it picks up pretty good. It stars Guy Pierce as Snow. You never learn his real name. first name. Yeah,
4: his name's just Snow.
3: Yeah, they they kind of make a trip. They make a joke that it's Marigan at the end. uh Maggie Grace, who is famous for being kidnapped, like that's what she okay. plays in movies. She's been the daughter in Taken and Taken Two, and then she gets kidnapped in this shit where she plays the president's uh daughter so she's the first daughter and you know what
4: that's what when i said i was like i remember her face yeah taken
3: her face makes me mad by the way (laughs) she's the worst. her face represents problems to me when i see her i'm just like you gonna get kidnapped ain't you bitch (laughs) yes you about to fuck up everything in this movie by being kidnapped and being unreasonable um she also i love i love when kidnapped people in movies become unreasonable because I believe if any time, if I was ever kidnapped and then you came to me and said, Rod, we can get you out. But that means the other 20 people that have been kidnapped will still be here. I would say, okay, well, sucks to be them. Which way to the exit, sir? <laughs> and instead, she's like, if we can't save them all, then I'm not going. <laughs> like, she at one point she even jettisoned the escape pod because yes. she the plot, the plot is she gets kidnapped on a space prison. She's visiting a space prison to see what's going on there. She's been hearing rumors that the, that the
2: what movie is this?
3: This is Lockout. It's on Netflix streaming for anybody that has Netflix. I'd suggest you check it out. This is one of the best impossible white man movies I've seen in the last 10 years, honestly. Um, I'm not saying it's a good movie. No, no. It's a good impossible white white man man movie. Yes. Um, So she gets kidnapped on a space prison. And uh, because she's the first lady, she has a secret service with her. They say, hey, hey, listen, don't take any weapons when you go in there to interview the prisoners. And her black secret service man is like, fuck that, son. I keep the tool in my sock. And uh, (laughs) and he's on the side instead of being on her side, where you know there's two sides of the glass. Obviously, instead of being on her side of the glass with her, the black man goes on the side with the criminal.
1: Mm Of course,
3: immediately gets disarmed, and chaos ensues as a as the biggest prison break of all time on the space prison. Where
2: are you gonna go?
3: Right, it's the space prison. Yeah, right. Yeah, (laughs) no one can hear you scream in space. No, they (laughs) can't. So, she, uh, of of course, immediately gets kidnapped. I mean, that's how you start a, a movie like this off. So. Of course. Um, and uh, the chaos ensues from there. But what we really have to give props to is my man, Guy Pearce. One of the best, I would say, a tour de force of impossible white manness with this role. Yes. Like, he was able... To do basically a stand up or a roast the for an hour movie. and a half movie,
4: yes, it was magnificent
3: i don't know if he has one serious piece of dialogue he it's, don't. it's like if you took the, the the pathos of Bruce Willis from Die Hard, but then you took out every single thing that he cared about, like he cared about saving his wife, he cares about you know keep, keeping these people alive. Take that out. Now he's just making jokes. That was God Pierce in this movie. Like, it was, a, they would be like, listen, if you don't say the president's daughter, you're going to do 30 years hard time in this cryogenic space prison. And he's like, well, it's a good thing I like the cold. You're like, what?
1: <laughs> they talking
3: about your life right now, dude. Yes. I have quotes from this movie, I'll, I'll read. Um, oh,
4: this is going to be beautiful.
3: Uh, Langro, who I believe was like a head detective on the show, he said, Again, what happened in the cu- in the hotel room? This is now this is during an interrogation from the police where he is actively being punched in the face, face between answers, okay? So <laughs> he goes, What happened in the hotel room? He said, Oh, it was coupon night and I was trampolining your wife. Punch in the face.
2: <laughs>
3: Out of here. And the guy goes, You're a real comedian, aren't you, Snow? He said, Well, I guess that's why they call it the punchline, punch in the face. <laughs>
4: this is literally how it went y'all for real this is the intro to the movie
3: detective you don't like me do you don't flatter yourself i don't like anybody well with that attitude i can see why nobody likes you oh come on people at love me just ask your wife punch in the face That's the start of the movie. Yes, it is. And it goes up from there, people. Just up, up, and just beautiful. I won't spoil the movie for you. I know no. a lot of you guys are sensitive about that shit. Even though it's, it's an impossible white man movie, guess what? He doesn't fucking die.
2: No, he does like, not. That's
3: one of the. That's one of the things. None. Of the, you can't die in a possible white man movie. You got to live to the end. Um, but you yeah,
2: spoil that movie for me, right? This again. This is my motto. You you watch bad TV and movies so the rest of us don't have to. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, he lives. How
4: old is this movie? He lives,
3: he saves the president's daughter, and uh she never gets raped even though that is insinuated several times yes. that these are some rapey ass villains. Yes. Uh no one gets raped in the movie. Uh so uh and this movie is only like a year old, Karen.
4: Wow. Did it even, did it go straight to DVD?
3: Uh it was in the theaters for like one week. Actually it came out this year. It was in the theaters for like one or two weeks and then it moved on.
4: Oh, okay, that sounds more like it.
3: Yeah, but it's got all the good it's got a lot of good elements of impossible white man movies. A hostage who won't compromise her own safety to be saved, uh a white man who won't take anything seriously, uh shady detectives and police officers and it's got a good Oh, I thought this guy was on our side, but he's really not. Twist that they have to have. Uh check it out. I give this uh I'll give this uh 8 out of 10 impossible white men uh On my scale of white manness.
4: Okay, you know what? I agree. Which I go eight. Uh, Yeah, yeah, to 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 be ten out of ten, you got to be magnificent. It it didn't quite make it, but it it was up there. It's not his
3: fault. Guy Pierce should win an Oscar. If we had impossible white man Oscars, he would win.
4: Yes, he would.
3: He's the favorite for sure because he he stomped this script like the the like. There's another segment. Um, This is the president. The first the first daughter. Well, she's first meeting Snow when he's saving her. She said, who are you? Who sent you? He said, your old man did. My dad, what did he say? Well, I didn't get to meet him personally. He kind of delegated your rescue. He had a big conference on the corn surplus. Are you kidding me? No. No, apparently we should all be eating more corn. About Ah. About my father. Oh, yeah. I made that other bit up. Did he have a message for me? Yes, you are adopted. Nigga, he was killing it. <laughs> you should be watching just for that alone. It's a top five comedic performance in a white man, impossible white man movie.
4: Yes, there was there was not one serious dialogue for him the entire movie. If
3: you haven't seen this, see it.
4: And go check it out on Netflix.
3: It's on Netflix streaming. Yes. Okay? I'm giving it 8 out of 10. Impossible white, white mans. Man. I don't know.
4: I scale us from one to ten. We should probably ten, come up with a name for this.
3: <laughs> but for the scale, I don't know.
4: I about to say, what is it, one, 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 one to ten?
3: Maybe we go with the uh, Abraham Lincolns. There you go. <laughs> white people love Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> it's eight out of ten Abraham Lincolns, guys. Um, all right. Um, and next week's Impossible white man movie just came to Netflix streaming. We'll try to keep it all to Netflix streaming. Me and Karen are going to sit down and try to watch Bad Boys 2.
4: Uh, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah,
3: stars two black dudes, but come on, that's an impossible white man movie. Yeah, you ever seen yeah. one?
4: And if anything else, y'all go watch it. So when yeah. we talk about it, you know what we're talking about. At the
3: end of this movie, they do a bonus level in fucking Cuba. Like that's how. <laughs> that's how <laughs> ridiculous this movie is. Yes,
4: the movie ends, and you be like, "It's over." Oh shit, we get extra thirty-five minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah, like thirty more minutes in Cuba killing brown people. Let's go. I'm like, so, all right. Um, all right, let's get to some articles. We have several articles we need to talk about on the show.
4: Yes, we know why you really came, Morgan
2: P. Love Allen. the articles. This is my favorite part.
3: Um, now, some of these are guest arrays. Some of these are just articles. Uh, we're talking about sports. We have a sports writer here. Um, we need to talk about, I mean, we'd be remiss if we just skipped over it, but Kansas City linebacker Javon Belcher shot and killed his 22-year-old girlfriend yesterday Cassandra Perkins was his name, and then drove to the Chiefs facilities at Arrowhead Stadium and took his own life in front of some team employees, including the coach, Romeo Cornell, and general manager, Scott Pioli, on Saturday morning. Wow. Yeah it's tragic man And I saw a lot of people asking us about this When we were doing our feedback show They didn't even know the guy's name at the time They didn't know what happened And uh, this is how bad sports has fucked us up My first thought was please don't be Jamal Charles He's on my fantasy team So what? that's that lets you know Everything that is wrong With sports and um, the world
2: Well CBC, CBC CBS Sports uh their fantasy football website, like, updated after, you know, news of this murder broke. <laughs> and they had a little piece about Jovan Belcher's fantasy value and how, you know what, if you... Wow! Are you serious? <laughs> and and the, the overall theme of it was, don't worry, because his fan- his fantasy football impact is minimal. Wow! They- yeah, after people ripped him, they, they took it down. But just the idea that... Uh, you know, that that's what you should be that that's what you should be focusing on in a moment like this is insane. Um, yeah, they
3: said up they they're like actually uh this actually ups their defense and uh, Johnny
2: sees I'm not joking. Well, but like,
4: but like, well, just to let you know, this is his backup in case you had him as a starter. You know, go right. out the wave waiver wire and pick. You're like, what? But like,
3: literally, me? we don't. It, it's turning into the uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Um, where, where they have to, uh, fight to the death. What's the name of that movie? The Something Man. The Running game. Man. The Running Man. Yeah, The Running Man. It's turning into Running Man. Which is like, oh, that dude died. That's a shame. How does that impact the betting and, um, the fantasy football? And, uh, oh yeah, he killed his, he killed his girlfriend and they have a three month old child they left behind. Yeah, that's, that's sad. Uh, what's the spread?
2: Yeah, it was, it was, uh, a couple months back. Uh, child. Klosterman uh, had an essay on grantland.com about, he, he used kind of Chris Chris Johnson's struggles as the jumping off point, but you know, the point he, he was making was that fantasy football has turned all of us, all of us not even to, it's turned us from fans uh, of teams and players into a group of people who look at players, we already look at players um, as kind of non-human um, and fantasy football has forced us to, has has prompted a lot of people to dehumanize players even further. So yeah. now they're not players, or they're not even people or even players. They're just like these machines that generate points for us. And if they're not doing that, then they're worthless. Um, and then here we have, uh, Belcher and CBS <laughs> giving us a story about his fantasy football value. And it's a shame that, and I don't think, um, you know that thought cro- flashed across your mind, but I'm sure there are people that really thought about that. You know, seriously. Obviously, it, the, the editors at CBS Sports.com. And it yeah. cuts
3: it cuts both ways because it's funny. But like Brandon Marshall is like, oh, he's diagnosed with diagnosed with manic depressive disorder, right? And it's like I wouldn't care if he wasn't a good fantasy player. Yes. But now I do care. But <laughs> then it also cuts the other way where it's like. But how is this going to affect his fantasy value? Like, is there's no way out of it? Like, it, mm-hmm. like once you're in, you're kind of into the whole. Yeah, that's that's, that's sad, bro. Um, what about your fantasy? Fo-? Like, Arian Foster was right. Like, as much as people were, you know, clowning him, he's right, dude. When he was like last year, he was like, "Look, man, fantasy football is crazy because y'all motherfuckers only care about fantasy football. Yes, y'all don't care about us as people at all, and everybody's like." you right so you're
2: you, <laughs> like shut up and go give me some points yeah <laughs>
3: you, you playing sunday or not dog yeah, exactly.
2: that- <laughs> i didn't choose you for my fantasy football team for your interview skills man go give me well for your opinion <laughs> right? exactly
3: like i don't know how he just realized that but he was so right man but anyway man rest in peace javon belcher mm-hmm. um just a sad story man It sound and the, the other part of this i, I want to talk about too was um so many people immediately jumped to the concussion thing, immediately. Like, before they knew the guy's name, they're like, see, this is the concussions are causing these guys to be suicidal. Okay. And I, I'll just have to say, man, one, that's very presumptive, um, but then, two, it might not always be a causal effect-type moment. Like, people... Hey, this do, is why we have
2: three C's, right? Conflation, correlation, causation. Mm-hmm. Word to all balls don't bounce. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's amazing, too, how... Uh, the development, um, the rising prominence of the concussion issue has turned every single person in the world into a neuropsychologist. We are now experts, right, on the internal circuitry of the brain um, and how a lifetime of of contact sport uh, affects you. Um, I would never venture to say with any type of confidence make a, a causal connection between his career as a football player um, and this murder suicide uh, but again, you know people get on Twitter, people get on the internet, and suddenly they're the experts without having known the person without even really having known this person as even as a football player right It's not like he was a famous football player, um, but without knowing any of these facts you're going to jump to that conclusion and then you yeah. get, and, and don't tell people don't even try to convince people there might be a um alternate Explanation to this because they're
3: not trying to hear it. Yeah, it's like as if people don't kill themselves in other rights. Like like no one else kills themselves, but this dude. I read an article about a kid they got bullied and killed himself in front of his classmates the other day. It's like this every suicide is not the same, man. Like this dude shot his his girlfriend and then went to the facility and killed himself. Like while they were trying to kind of convince him not to commit any further violence and shit. Like, you know, killing a girlfriend kind of puts a spin on things. Like, yes, you might yes. not be that fucking stable, dude. Like, at that point, you might not be making the best fucking decisions, concussion or no. Like, so, you know, and there's a lot of murder-suicides that we read about on this show and make jokes about. So, there's a lot of shit like that happening all the time that doesn't involve sports. Um Speaking of another sports thing, I just read this. Uh Barry Bonds... Who's now officially eligible for the Hall of Fame? Yes, sir. Said he'll be very sad if he's not elected in the 2013 class. Last uh, next month, oh,
4: he he won't be. So
3: he'll be very sad, and yes, everybody he might knows. As well,
4: get get them tissues ready, sir. They is not voting yeah. you in. Everybody nice. just not uh, the first round.
3: Anyone who's voting on the will very vines be very sad in in, in January. Above just, you know
4: above or below eight calf tiers, I say above. The
3: over under is yes and yes. He will be sad. <laughs> Um, he says I don't even know how to explain it The world has become so negative negative. One day I'll be able to say things the right way But it's tough when you have so many people out there Who don't want to turn the page And want to be angry at you forever I don't understand why it continues on What am I doing wrong I can sit here and say, you know what? Baseball is great. I love it. I can sit here and say it's a very kind way that I'm sorry about the way things ended. I can sit here and say that I respect the Hall of Fame, which I do, but I don't understand all the controversy we're having about it. For what reason? What's there to be gained by all of this? What's the point? Um, listen, it's kind of like the Chris Brown thing. One, you never apologize or, you know, really came out and said you're sorry for doing steroids. Okay, that's number one. Uh, number two, you black. And, uh, number three, you are kind of a dick, Barry. Like, as much as people defend Barry because he black, he is also kind of a dick.
4: Mm -hmm. So, like, we can't... Like, to the media, to the team, like, just to everybody, yeah. Yeah,
3: and then number three, man, um, you did that steroids, you got all that money. Fuck the Hall of Fame. Like, (laughs) I don't get these dudes, like, I guess uh, maybe they're doing it for the Hall of Fame, but honestly... If I did steroids to make the extra million, then fuck it, dog. Like, I got the money. I win, you lose. I don't get in the Hall of Fame. Be mad. I don't care. I got all this money. I didn't have to give none of it back.
2: It goes the other way. Because there's a couple things going on with Barry Bynes. um One is that... One is that, um, you know, when he was taking steroids, he wasn't nec- necessarily cheating because they weren't testing for steroids when he was doing it. That's why it was so yeah. easy for him to do it. Right. And I don't necessarily blame him.
3: Yeah. I don't. You know what's funny? I don't blame him. Either no. way, Morgan. Mm-hmm. No. For the record... It makes sense to do steroids, and nobody wants to say that
1: shit, but it's the
3: fucking truth. You should, if you're a fucking uh, baseball player, you should all be fucking on steroids as much as you can get away with it.
2: Well, yeah, and, Well, this—that's this, and this is a complete other discussion, like, where pro athletes are the only people in the world who aren't allowed to ingest some substance that's proven to make them better at their jobs. Like, if there's some substance that's proven to make me a better journalist, I would take the substance. All my colleagues would take the substance and no one would complain. Right. Well, you we do take that substance every day. It's called caffeine. Mm-hmm. But Barry Bonds is sitting here, and he's like, you, know, you get to the late 90s, and he's the best player in baseball, and nobody cares because all they care about is these steroid guys that, that, that hit home runs. Um, so Barry's like, okay, well, let me play their game and see how many home runs I can hit. And that was what he did. And he proved he was better than them in that aspect too. I don't, I'm not mad at Barry Bonds for that necessarily, but at the same time, Barry Bonds was a jerk to the media. And there's, if there's one thing about sports writers, um, especially the ones that cover baseball is that they are like a crusty and sometimes petty group of people. Think about this. Think about the fact that there's never, ever, ever been like a unanimous first ballot selection to the hall of fame. Mm OK. Never. So think about the fact that when Willie Mays came up for the Hall of Fame, there was some writer sitting there saying, you know what, this guy has improved enough to me to get in on the first ballot. Hank Aaron, 755 home runs. There's one or two writers holding out. Who is this Hank Aaron kid? Why does he deserve to be in on the first ballot? So there's always some type of... um, Right. On a good day, even if they love you, there's going to be some type of contrarian asshole that's not going to want to vote you into the Hall of Fame. But now Barry Bonds is at the point where he spent his career really antagonizing journalists. Um And they couldn't... Because usually you come across some athlete that's a jerk. Like, I remember um when I covered baseball, Alex Rios from the Blue Jays. He's a nice enough guy, but he was just, like, not a big jerk, which right. is really inconvenient to interview him. And then once, you know, he... he 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 got to the point where he was so mediocre that he wasn't playing well enough to write about, and he wasn't playing poorly enough to write about. I was like, good, I don't have to talk to this fool. Um, but Barry Bonds is this guy that he always played well enough that you that you had to, to to write about him, you know. But always antagonized journalists, and they didn't have any revenge; they couldn't ignore him, right? But now uh, all these writers who spent you know. Ten, fifteen years being antagonized by Barry Bonds, they have this one thing they can do uh, to get their revenge, and their, their their revenge is to not vote for him. And mm-hmm. this is his, this is his
3: comeuppance. Pardon me. This is his comeuppance. Like this is it's finally come come all full circle to where now the nerds that he kind of joked on and yep. disregarded now they have the power, and it's funny how um, and Barry might be a really. Special case to some extent because he only started because he felt that everybody else was doing this shit and fucking up his own uh like place in the in in the structure. Like I'm the number one player. These motherfuckers surpassed me by doing performance ads and drugs. No one gives a fuck apparently. Right. So so now I'm gonna do them and be even better than both of these clowns, and y'all have to still respect me. And, um like, so he's kind of, like, always been about his place in the game. Yes. And this is the number one way to get back at him because, yeah, you did this to, to retain your place in the game. But now that we've all decided that steroids are the devil, you've lost your place in the game. We're not going to vote for you in the Hall of Fame uh to show you, you know, that no matter how fucking good you were. We think you were on these drugs, and you've been snide, and you've been mean, and now you're going to regret that. So Yeah,
4: it wouldn't surprise me if he never makes it in.
3: I wouldn't be surprised either, man. I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, Baseball Hall of Fame is really, like, weird to me. Well, it's,
2: it's, well <laughs> it's voted on by the Baseball Writers Association of America, right? Right. Which is an organization that's full of, uh, it's kind of like the Supreme Court. Right. Yeah. And you can't you don't get a Hall of Fame vote until you've been in the been in the organization for a certain amount of time. Right. So when I was covering baseball, I was in the organization. Uh, They would let me vote for like Cy Young and stuff, but I couldn't vote for the Hall of Fame. Um, Not everyone realizes that. So sometimes I still get like mail. So what happens now is because these steroid era guys are starting to become eligible (laughs) for the Hall of Fame, they will have their people send out like these little packages to writers Saying, hey, why don't you vote Juan Gonzalez for Hall of Fame? It'll, it'll, so he'll be on there, like, in a uniform, but, with, like, with no name or no logo on it, you know, because this is all done independently of the team, and it lists his accomplishments. What a great guy. Doesn't say anything about steroids. Mm. Great guy, great teammate. Why don't you vote from Hall of Fame? I'm Someone from, like, Craig Biggio has, like, this Twitter account, or his people have a Twitter account. And they've been tweeting at me saying, hey, vote Integrity, vote Fair Play, vote Biggio. I'm like, man, I ain't even got to vote. But... <laughs> It is kind of like the Supreme Court, right? Because you have a lot of really old, traditional... Um, you know
3: right. and you know what's sad to me, yes. or even funnier or ironic, I don't know what word, but these are like the people that voted for Obama because they thought he could talk his way into change. Right. And now they're disillusioned, and they think that everyone's disillusioned, so they're like, How can you vote for Obama, right? And it's like, because I never thought it was possible to just go up. I just liked the dude and think he had the best policy. But he didn't make everyone compromise. Well, that's fucking impossible. Right. Like, he just, he campaigned on that, but it's not possible. I never had that expectation. That's how I feel about baseball writers, where so many of them are like, he tricked us. He was on steroids. I was like... His head was the size of a fucking (laughs) watermelon. And his shoulders and body grew fucking seven times the size they were when he was like a grown man already. He had to be on it. I just don't care. And they're like. Well,
2: it's funny. Baseball writers, in this instance, sports, the sports media more broadly, really only feel tricked about the steroid revelations of the athletes they like. Right, right, yeah, 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 right. Because when right, the person's a jerk, you are never surprised that they're on steroids. You know, Mark McGuire. Oh, yeah, he betrayed us. Sammy Sosa. Yeah, we knew he was on steroids. Um, Bonds. We knew he was on steroids. Like, look how long people acted surprised. But here's, about, but Mor- about Morgan, because he gave Mor- off the impression that he was a nice guy, even though he was a Hey, jerk. Morgan.
3: But I will do you one better. It's actually the compromise they make about the guys they like. Yes, that lead them to have to pretend not to notice the guys they hate. Yes, like that's what Barry Bonds is actually paying for is like, well, we like Sosa and McGuire and we pretended not to notice that their heads grew to watermelon size and they put on 75 more pounds of grown man muscle. (laughs) So now we don't like Barry, but we got to pretend and hit around at the fact that we think he did the same thing because we're going to have to explain our fanship of these other dudes. If not, you know what I mean? Like people are infinitely more mad at Barry than yes. they are but the other two guys who they actually liked like they liked the other two guys they should be more betrayed but it's more like man fuck you dude i had to pretend like i didn't know <laughs> like,
2: like they should be more they should be angry at the at the guys who kind of set that trend and took baseball in that direction exactly you know as opposed to the guy that just said okay well, i'm gonna play by the same rules that everyone else is playing with yeah but it's yeah, it
3: doesn't make it, doesn't have to like it makes emotional sense to them, but not lot. Li- it's not there's yeah, no logic they can explain to them. Uh,
2: you know, he becomes a scapegoat in the same way that Roger Clemens is a scapegoat. Like people will rich, rip Roger Clemens, but not Andy Pettit, even though right. they, did, they did steroids together because Roger mm-hmm. Clemens is a jerk and Andy Pettit is a Jesus uh, lover. And is yeah, a fucking he's, snitch. A Christian man, that dude's, a, to, that, dude's, ah! that dude's a fucking snitch.
3: Like, he is <laughs> a dude. <laughs> Like, I don't know how that dude came out of that better. When people claim to hate Jose Canseco for being a snitch, I don't understand how Andy Pettit isn't considered like the biggest snitch in the game.
2: This is what I'm saying. It all depends on how much they are predisposed to like you in the first place. Snitching right? for
3: Jesus, dude. He's exactly. Snitching.
2: He is snitching snitch, for Jesus. I'm just being honest. I couldn't tell a lie.
3: Yeah, I,
2: I had it. To, Jesus
3: told me yeah. that uh, we had to tell the lie on this little steroids. Um. All right, man. Let's get into some guest erase because this is ridiculous now. And uh, we don't have much time left. So um, have you heard of milking, Um, uh, Morgan or Karen? Have you heard of this, this
2: uh, internet craze? No, not as an internet cra- You know what? I, I remember um, Mob Deep and Eye for an Eye. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I got hoes that used to milk you niggas who could have killed you." It was down with my ill crew of psychos, um, but I think milking in that context meant something pretty specific. I don't know this internet milking.
3: Uh, well, okay, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, people are taking pictures of themselves pouring milk over their heads. Oh my! At various places in the middle of the street.
4: I like milk. Why and are you wasting milk? Take a like gallon this? of
3: milk. And you pour it on yourself, standing around, doing stuff. It's replacing planking and other shit. And um, guess the race of the people involved in milking, Morgan.
2: Come on. Mm-hmm. Do I even need to? Yeah.
3: Cows. Cows.
2: Yeah. yeah. I put yeah. the. I already
3: put the link for the article in the chat room, so y'all don't get to guess. But, yeah, the correct answer is white. Of course. Yeah, white who people.
4: wastes milk like that?
3: Exactly. Yeah, milk. All right, let's get to another guest the race article. This is about a gun-toting granny in Virginia. Uh-oh. And um she got her gun stolen from her. So, she had Uh-oh. to find another way to uh defend herself. Um let's, let's play this.
5: Someone took her gun, so now she is sleeping with a hatchet. A 76-year-old Virginia Beach widow says she is not taking any chances until the person who broke into her home is off the streets. Reed Andrews has this brand new story you'll see only on Three.
6: Camelia Wheelock was asleep when someone broke into her house, crept into her room, and stole her gun.
5: I thought that was some
6: nerve. Wheelock has been living on Poolside Road by herself for nine months. Since her husband, Leon, died in February, he left his gun so she would be safe without him. Now she's finding other ways to arm herself.
0: I can sling these pretty good, but that
6: gun was the thing, you know? We
2: lock it.
3: When she said, I can sling these pretty good, she's pulling out a hatchet, by the way. <laughs> a, a a Native American. She said these.
2: She yeah. got more than one hatchet?
3: Yeah, a she got more than one does. hatchet. She's pulling out one of the hatchets. Native American.
6: Tomahawk Hatchet is 76 and a creature of habit. She knows when things are out of place. And as she dug through her drawers Wednesday, she realized something was gone. First, it was her purse. Then she noticed her gun wasn't where it always is. Wheelock worries it'll happen again. But somehow she doesn't dwell on it. If she did, she doesn't know how she'd sleep at night. But Wheelock feels violated. Someone broke into the place she and her husband wanted to be their last home.
0: This place keeps me close to him.
6: Wheelock plans on getting another gun and changing the locks to give her more protection. It's all she can do from feeling helpless.
0: But maybe there's something in my subconscious mind that's telling me, hey, you've got to stay here. There's nowhere else that you can go.
6: The break-in happens sometime late Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning. Wellick lives on Poolside Road near Bayside High School. If you know anything that can help police take action against...
3: All right. So if there's any Andy Pettits listening to this show, (laughs) just go ahead and help this guy out. Uh, So, Morgan, guess the race? Oh, Um, they're
2: they're African-American.
3: African-American. Let's check the chat room and see what race they believe Mrs. Pettit to be. Um, let's see. Michion's grandma from Walking Dead Black. Black white people always, black, because white people always have a gun out out of reach. That's how they die in all the scary movies. (laughs) Mike Vick, jersey wearing, Hennessy drinking, Chitlin's cooker who yelled, I'll kill him dead a time or two. Oh my. Harriet Tubman descendant. Uh, well, that would have been a shoddy, not a, not a handgun. (laughs) big man a uh, big mama uh, old negro spiritual black one whose indian name would be runs with pit bulls black and amazing grace black the correct answer not black. amazing grace everybody had black man that was, i guess that was not
2: it's, as so she realized that uh whoever stole his gun is um probably a family member yeah. See how you're the yeah, they knew where she kept <laughs> the gun. Right. You know? Right. They knew exactly where to get the gun. Now, <laughs> she's announced to the world that she's gonna get another gun. So whoever stole this first gun is she bad. can sleep with a hatchet, but clearly she's a heavy sleeper because someone walked into the room. She didn't wake up. Yeah. Wake up with the hatchet and still have no gun. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Well, I, I just say watch out for that old woman strange. She might catch a slipping. Just make sure you you're careful. Um, good, right? I say, get a house alarm, lady. Yeah.
4: I know it's
3: so. <laughs> might deter him more than you holding you know, a gun, gun, like the old, <laughs> like the old man in New Jack City and shit. House
4: alarm? I ain't wasting no twenty five ninety five a month for no house alarm.
3: Uh, another guest to race: a blind Jersey City man was charged with harassing and terrorizing the mother of his children through phone calls and text messages. He made his first uh, court appearance on charges today. He must have been using Siri for those text messages because he. (laughs) Um, Bell, I would hate using Siri for text. Siri Siri on iPhone is not good enough to really do text to type, so it'll just be fucked. It's like, uh, Siri, yes, uh, tell that bitch that I want to kill her and she better bring me my fucking kids back. Would you like for me to Google that for you? (laughs) No, no Siri send it uh the bail was set at five thousand dollars with a ten percent cash option for wilson sarvedra 40 41 years old when he appeared in central judicial processing court in jersey city in handcuffs carrying a white tip cane like a motherfucking pimp or a blind person
4: player
3: attorney james lisa to wow i've never seen that as a last name <laughs> lisa
4: Wow, I got a first name as a last name. Yeah,
3: wonder if I took him home. Um, <laughs> she told CJP Judge Richard Nito that it would be unthinkable to, ima- to imagine Saavedra, uh take, could, that he could actually act on the alleged threats. Uh, the attorney, well then, that's still not make, that doesn't make him not guilty.
4: I know it's so. So you're
3: charged with making threats, not being able to carry through <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with your threats. I cut your fucking tongue out. Well, you're blind. You won't be able to do that.
4: <laughs> you still threatened, though. Yeah,
3: I'll just be really quiet when you come in. Um, the attorney says setting a bail for Sevedra would not post, uh, he could not post would be a har- terrible hardship for his client. Um, not as terrible as making threats to your baby mama, I guess.
4: I'd say that again. Uh,
3: the victim has been granted a temporary restraining order, officials said. The charges will undergo further investigation to determine, uh, if they will be presented to a grand jury. Guess the race.
2: What's his, uh, can you spell the last name?
3: Savidra. S-A-A-V-E-D-R-A.
2: Okay, yeah, I think, hmm. Yeah, ain't black. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would almost guess Dominican because he's in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say white.
3: Okay, go on with white. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe about this guy. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, it's moving fast today in the chat room. <laughs> I gotta scroll <laughs> back like, up.
4: I got a lot to say.
3: Yeah, Karen, did you ask him to guess the race, or it's just I gotta just pick a random spot?
4: Yeah, I'm
3: I'm trying to get back in. Here. Okay, uh, let's see, white or some former white. Who's watching Boardwalk Empire? What nigga? That's shut up! Get out of my chat room, Terry. Um, let's see. Uh, I want to see my kids show up in the middle of the night when you got a nigga at your house. Black. <laughs> <laughs> well, this screen's privilege instead of ignorance. Got to be one who loves mac and cheese with exotic cheeses like Limburger, white. Russian says Johnny Cease. Arab money. Says Canuck Duke. Venezuelan cab driver. One whose posterior is a perpetual state of saturation. So he's saying, wet ah. back. <laughs> Red dot Indian, a blind man in, is harmless, but a blind black man is still black. <laughs> and so I said, white. The correct answer was white. He was a white man. Yes, sir. Uh, people. Uh, so I think that makes Morgan officially two for two. You um, on it today, sir? No, yeah. oh, I'm
2: on it every day and guess the race, man.
3: Yeah, I actually forgot to put the last article in the um uh, chat. Let me let me put those in there real quick. Um and uh Karen, you should be able to add yourself back whenever you get in, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, cool. Um so that right there is the gun Tony Granny article for those of y'all that are looking for that. <laughs> and uh let me put the uh Nicholas Saavedra, white man who's blind but able to threaten people properly anyway. Um And I always say, man, I don't see people as handicapped. I see them as capable of killing your ass. So you should take these threats seriously, America. This is not a joke. I don't know if we talked about this or not, Karen. You remind me if we did. Did we talk about the man who struck his wife in the face with his dick? The fuck? No. A 62 year old Cushing man uh, will spend five days in jail after pleading guilty Wednesday to assaulting his estranged wife. Fred E. Thomas pleaded guilty to 180 days I in may, jail.
4: I think we may have. Hold on. We might have? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen people in the chat room say we did.
3: Okay, so yeah, he hit his wife in the face with his dick. Like, because she wouldn't have, he offered her $20 to have sex with him. He's like, take this dick slap. Um, all right, more guests the, well, the race. A couple people hands got in trouble. or
2: be suspended. That was the choice two Mesa teens faced after a fight. This is ABC 15's Angie Holdsworth.
3: At the beginning of this, they cut the clip wrong, but it's hold hands or be suspended, okay?
2: Tells us a lot of people are talking about this public humiliation.
5: Trying to hide their faces, two teenagers holding hands in the courtyard of Mesa's Westwood High. Everybody laughed at them. They just was like, ha ha, look at them. The punishment seen as funny by many students on campus. The students who witnessed said the teenagers were fighting, and this was the option they were given to avoid getting suspended. They
2: had the opportunity, or like they could have gotten suspended, so that's an easy, yeah, it was their option to get in a fight. So. I was in ROTC and we had to do all this stuff like that, so I, I think it works.
5: The picture posted to Facebook, the comments, not so funny. Several people posted remarks saying the punishment was inappropriate. Some said it encourages bully-type behavior because the kids were subjected to taunting and name-calling. Others went even farther, saying it sends a negative message to gay students that two males holding hands should be viewed as embarrassing. Students at the school agree it was humiliating, but still thought it was effective.
6: It's kind of elementary school to be making, children, like making these teenagers hold hands instead of actually giving them real punishment.
5: A Mesa public school district representative tells me that the district does not condone this kind of punishment regardless of whether the students chose the punishment. District officials will be addressing the issue and the policies with the principal. All
2: right, Morgan. Oh, they're white because if they're black... Because all the, all the classmates sounded white. If you get two black kids in a situation, in a school like that, fighting, uh, they would just be summarily expelled and probably charged with assault. Unless they were really, 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 really good at football. Um, but yeah, they're white. All right, let's check the chat room. Hold hands or go to jail. This is some spineless
3: white parents shit, says Johnny Cease. White black dudes would have said, I don't give a fuck, suspend me. Uh, Leonard Brothers says, those who know the exact number of black friends they have. Evo Eight <laughs> 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 uh, says, squeeze the Charmin toilet paper white. Uh, Mr. Span, I like Mister Span. Mr. Span says, they cut bullies' hands off and stitch their faces on the soccer balls and leave them on the schoolyard step to set an example to others. Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> mm, going with the cartel Mexicans, too. Sounds like a new age post-racial Caucasoid problems. Wizite says, Phil lyrics. And they home they make homemade cheese, I bet, so that's white. The correct answer is white. Yeah, that was, you know what's funny is the people who are like, well, that's disrespectful to gay people. Because you're making people hold hands. I would say um, they're making two people who don't like each other hold hands. That is not about them being both males or not. No, like, it's
4: not. And my And my thing is this. A lot of parents actually use this technique for brothers and sisters. You right. Know, they was like, if y'all, we gonna make our whole hands so y'all can be forced to get along. And to me, it's not like it. It's not like they made them kiss or they or anything right. like that. You now, know. if you
3: said, okay, both of you guys have to suck each other's dicks in front of everybody, right? Yes, then we that might have is an issue. that's. But I don't think two people holding hands means they're gay.
4: either. like It
3: just means that it's funny that these two guys who fought in front of everybody now have to hold hands. If it was two girls, I think the same thing. If it was a boy and a girl, I think the same thing, which is isn't this fucking silly?
4: And the thing that makes me upset, just with people in general, people think punishment is bad. Any type of punishment is right. bad. I don't You're like know right. there are consequences and repercussions to your actions. And the thing about it is that you can't go out in public and do some shit. You got the police officers that's gonna reprimand you. So you kind of have to teach a child and early. Then they And
3: then they wonder why the fucking teachers can't. They're like these teachers need to do a better job. They're not. They're not doing enough. It's like well, you don't want to pay them. And then you strip every measure of discipline they could possibly
4: every have. Every measure. Don't, like, you know, at him, don't th- look it, at them. Don't look fo- at them. Don't do nothing to them. Just allow them to sit here and cut a fucking fool in your classroom. No. Like, Like, I think also
3: people believe that their children are better than their children are.
4: Yes. I've been around your
3: children. Your children are fucking terrible people. <laughs>
4: Yes, I, like and, you and,
3: and, listening to this right now, that thinks you have good kids when you're not around, your child's a fucking menace. It yes. happens. All
4: children do it, and, and especially when a lot of parents say, well, "Well, my child wouldn't." I'm gonna tell you one thing: there's a lot of shit that I did that my mama would have never thought I, yeah, was, I was fucking doing. The same. I was thing. I was listening to
3: I was listening to that podcast, blacking it up, and uh, they were talking about a child that fucked up a guy kicked a guy in his knee and he had that tell he tore like two ligaments in his knee he was a teacher and they were saying like well if you can't handle an eight-year-old he fucked my knee up <sighs> fuck this little motherfucker like are you saying i'm supposed to man up with fucking torn ligaments i'm already trying to work with this little badass bastard your kid is kicking people in the knees and fucking their knees up have you ever had your knee fucked up it's not funny
2: those parents, his, that kid's parents might have already had their knee messed up by their same kid if that's his Yeah, crazy.
3: Like, yeah, fuck and, that, and, man. And, and, I'm not about to sit up here and negotiate with this little fucking eight-year-old tyrant nope. and <laughs> have you call me a bitch for getting my knee fucked up.
4: No, and, and, and then the, the thing about that particular article right there, it was like, I think he like sued the parents and sued the
2: school system. Yeah, he sued the school they system was, and the like parents. You
4: shouldn't sue, why? Why shouldn't I My knee is well, gone.
2: If what can you do, suit Because you can't fight with an eight year old kid. Exactly. Uh, wow, I you- would consider punching the, the, the parents out, or at least the dad, Have my sister take care of the mom, something like that. you know but- what? You know what, Morgan?
3: I don't have a knee to stand on. <laughs> I-, I have to rehab to punch this guy because of his little bad kid. Give me my money to pay for my fucking medical bills. I'm a right. teacher. This is not in my fucking this is not every everybody thinks everything that happens to a teacher is like in the fucking handbook. It's right. like, "Oh, kid is uh now urinating on other kids. Let me see what page that is." No. Right. You kids do unpredictable, crazy fucking shit. I don't have time yep. to, to fucking get the blame for, you know, why would they put an eight-year-old in handcuffs? Because I can't hit him in his fucking chest like you can. I know. it's So <laughs> if I can hit him in his fucking chest, class will be a lot more disciplined. Trust me. But I can't because y'all would just be like, this is what's wrong with the teachers. So, no. I'm a, I Now I got to call the cops and put this little eight-year-old girl in handcuffs because any fucking way that I discipline this child is, is bad. It's too much. Teachers need to understand. You know what? You can't negotiate with a fucking little kid terrorist. No, no you can't. They cannot. don't understand logic. They don't work like also, us.
2: kids are not made of um, glass. Like They will not shatter. Yeah. Um, at least not in a way that you can't put back together.
3: Right, you know? they they heal at a much faster rate than us.
2: Yeah, if you give them some 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 order. Um, I do I read
3: an article. I, we're not going to talk about it on this show. I'll save it for next show cuz we're going to run long, but that, there was an article where a, a a a governor or mayor or some shit like he didn't understand why his state after passing legislation where we're gonna like not teach we're gonna only teach abstinence in school and the teenage pregnancy rate went up he was like <laughs> it's it's teenagers fault that they let me down on my law it's like they you, fuck, that's what they do people completely do not understand the nature of these fucking human beings that they put right. into the world oh no, they don't like they're going to fuck they're gonna fight they're gonna be unruly and if you don't give people if you want to just make school a daycare then you're gonna have to give these people the the, 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 the rules or the, the methods in order to rein these little motherfuckers in, dude. Like, you gotta, y'all got some bad kids, man. You listening to this have bad kids. You do. All
4: of you. Yeah, I don't care how many A's they make. They do yeah. some fucked up shit. Sorry. They do
3: all. Every kid does some bad shit. There's no yes, kid that has perfect. never done. Think of
4: yourself. You did some bad shit. It yes, just you happens. Did. You driving a car, looking at your child in the
2: back seat. You yeah. did some fucked up shit. And yes, if you, you don't did. think
3: you're bad, that you did some bad shit as a child, then you're a fucking psychopath, and I don't want to be around you. Everybody
2: or you're just gets not, not self aware
3: yeah you're, you're a psychopath well, you, you, was, you're self aware you
4: just don't care, and you don't want to put the same expect you want to put higher expectations Yeah, you're, on you your are child. a
3: psychopath if you There's think you didn't wrong. do anything bad as a child you're well, you're, I,
2: you're, you're you're in Dominican Sue. I didn't kick that guy dude yeah. <laughs> didn't just hit my foot with his balls, and it wouldn't be a problem <laughs> right, what is wrong
3: with him, going balls first into my right. cleats right. um all right, uh speaking of psychopaths uh frankfurt uh I don't know what state this is. Uh, anyway, uh, November 27th, a man is critically condi- in critical condition after he was attacked by a man wielding a sword early Tuesday morning. Can't even celebrate Thanksgiving right here. Oh, it's fucking people can't. As soon as the, the turkey goes up and the leftovers are done, they pull out the swords. The attack happened at one a.m. inside of a home in Philadelphia's Frankfurt section. Oh, Philadelphia. Police say the victim was actually trying to break up an argument between a man and a woman. <laughs> that's when they say the man grabbed a sword and repeatedly stabbed the victim's left arm. Oh, yeah. And that's why I, I just let domestic violence happen, Karen. You know, sometimes you just got to. If it's domestic violence between a man with a sword and an unarmed woman, you just got to call 911, man. Chalk it up as a loss. Hope that she lives. Uh Police now say the victim may lose that arm. So now, I hope it wasn't his jack-off arm. That's what I always think. Whenever someone hurts an arm or loses a hand, I'm like, I hope it wasn't your jack-off hand. Uh, The woman drove the victim to the hospital where he remains in critical condition. The suspect, who was known to the victim, fled the scene and remains on the loose with a sword. So, that's just sad.
2: Where, where, where... (laughs) Because people talk about, when you read these stories, someone just produces a sword the way you produce a cell phone. Like, where was this sword at? Right.
3: It was probably a display sword. And, uh, you know, this guy, this is what they do, man. People go, well, it's just a display sword. I'll still go down my friend Will's house. No. Mm -hmm. You don't do that. Mm -hmm. That sword can still cut people. You got to
4: come over here. We're not going to see
3: you. No such Mm -hmm. thing as a display sword, people. Is until it's displayed inside your abdomen and you're going, This was a bad mistake trusting this motherfucker with this sword.
4: Oh, swords can cut. You're I thinking. still have not
3: been down Will's house. I'm just saying, people, it's not a game. I live this life. Um Guess the race again. Okay. Uh Dolphin bit an eight year old girl. Oh. White. Okay, going with white. Going with white. Um, a new video shows a dolphin biting an 8-year-old girl at SeaWorld Orlando. In the video, Jillian Thomas is seen holding a fish to feed the dolphin when it lunged and bit her arm. Um, the, the video was shot November 21st by her father, Jamie Thomas, while their family was on a trip to SeaWorld. He posted the video to his YouTube account. Uh We wanted to share this video so others can make an informed decision on whether or not to risk yourself or your child. I love I love when white people try to act for This animal turned into an animal (laughs) What What? It bit a person It's not supposed to do that I thought dolphins were smart
4: I thought they could speak English and think logical
3: Yeah uh, she had three small puncture wounds In her arm SeaWorld spokesperson made a uh, issued the following statement "Nothing is more important to us than the health and safety of our guests, employees and animals. Educators and animals care staff are always on the site at this area monitoring all interactions and are committed to guest safety. Educators and animals uh, care staff were at the uh, attraction when this happened and immediately connected with the family in addition to a member of our health services team." uh was in the area at the Dolphin Cove and quickly responded and treated the young girl. The video has not been previously shared with us and we have not had a chance to assess it, but certainly we take the ser- situation seriously. Uh, Morgan's already guessed the race is white. We'll check the chat room in a second, but, um, yeah, I- all I gotta say about this is, um, this is kind of par for the course. Like
1: now that this,
3: now that this animal has had human flesh in its mouth, it needs to be put down. It's, Humans are delicious. That's my
2: guess. And I mean, I think there's only one group of people in the world um, who think it's okay to put their child uh, in that close proximity to a wild animal. Right. Um, This animal happens to be domesticated, but it's a wild animal.
3: You know what? The smarter the animal, the less I think you can domesticate it. Well, like, honestly, like, that's why I think people can trust dogs more than cats. That's right. too smart for this bullshit. They'll pretend to be domesticated. Right. It's like, like that's what dolphins do. It's like, eh, free fish, I guess. You know, exactly.
2: And, but at the same time, there's some there's a reason why certain animals are wild. And certain ones are domesticated. And there's something in every wild domesticated wild animal that understands that it. it doesn't really need human beings. Right. Um, especially like sea world type animals, they are mistreated. They don't like people, man. They get mistreated by people yeah. all day, every day. So if I'm a dolphin. Been mistreated by people all day, every day, and I get a chance to take an arm along with the fish, I might do it.
4: <laughs>
3: every once in a while, a killer whale at SeaWorld reminds people that it's a killer. Killer whale, yeah. whale. It kill like, shit. Like it is, and I've we've read articles on it before. It's like it killed this trainer. It's like, well, it does this about once every seven years. It's like that's right,
2: right? right. right? Like, it, and, the, the, they wanna, and then they want to blame the whale. Why was this killer whale?
3: Should we put the I whale down? It? No, you should set it free. <laughs> 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 Because it's a fucking whale and it's your fault that for coming into his house.
2: Me. Every time there's a story about like an alligator attack or a shark attack, you know, and they and the people go out and try to find the exact alligator right and ate the man, like what the hell difference is that gonna make? Like, you think you're gonna you think that's gonna be a deterrent to the other alligators? Well I'm not gonna eat a human being next time. Right. Oh, uh, see what they did to Randy. <laughs> right.
3: Um, all right. right, so the chat room says a crocodile hunter was my uncle, told me it was cool, white White says Johnny Cease. One who didn't learn um, her lesson from Steve Irwin, White. White, if it was a catfish, I'd say black. <laughs> White, caucasoid mountain climber. Niggas go to the aquarium, not sea world. Learned, at the killer start, at, learned after the killer whales started eating trainers. So, Gouda Gouda, White, they always think they can make a friend out of wild shit. Yes. Crocodile Hunter White, the People from Duck Dynasty are my second cousins, white. Uh, White because the follow-up story will be girls get bit by dolphin while swimming in the ocean. Uh, Probably Ah. tried to kiss the dolphin in the mouth, white. (laughs) Oh, Liz. Uh, And I hear dolphins love white meat with a hint of cheese. Correct answer is white. (laughs) They were all... Oh white and also the idea of posting the video like I am outraged and you yes. should be informed. That's such a white
2: thing. Yeah, like that dolphin ladies gonna be like, Man, I really am ashamed of myself for having done that. You know what I should know yeah. better. No, you don't know better. He's a dolphin. Like the
3: dolphin's gonna hit him up like I saw your YouTube video and you were right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So
4: he's gonna tweet him up his t- he's tweeting I don't at, know.
3: at dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> at dolphin, yeah. I don't know what got into me, man. Other than <laughs> your child's delicious warm flesh. But other than that. <laughs> uh so apparently uh someone broke into the zoo and killed a monkey uh-oh yeah two males wearing dark clothing were spotted by a security guard at 4:30 a.m outside the fence near the primate exhibit police said both fled one of them heading into the interior of the zoo uh, Boise police used a thermal imager in search of the 11 acre zoo grounds, but didn't find the person. Police said, uh, late Saturday that a gray baseball cat with a distinctive skull design found near the site was probably left behind by one of the intruders and it might help in tracking them down. I've been here for 15 years and we haven't had anything like this happen. Said the zoo, zoo, uh, Boise director, Steve, uh, Burns. I think, feel like that should be Boise zoo director, but okay. um, it's unfortunate that we have to let kids know that something like this happens. Monkeys are always among the most favorite animals here. Uh, Petas monkeys, often called the military monkey, have reddish-brown fur with gray chin, whiskers, and distinctive white mustaches. They are widely distributed across Central Africa, south of the Sahara Desert and can live for more than 20 years in captivity. During a search of the zoo before dawn, Burns heard a groan that at first he thought sounded like a human. It turns out it was an injured Patas monkey, Shh. barely moving near the perimeter of the fence. The zoo's veterinarians were called, but the monkey died just before 6 a.m. as it was being examined. A uh, necropsy uh, later determined that the blunt force trauma was a cause of death. So, dude broke in and killed, beat up a monkey. Uh, guess the race, Morgan? Oh,
2: those are, those are white people. Okay. That's not even. Let's check That's,
3: that's almost as obvious as the last one, man. All right. Going in there fucking with monkeys. I yeah. work at Cold Stream. I work at Cold Stone Creamery and thought I, I was pulling off a SEAL team six type operation to kill Osama. I mean Obama White. How is this is how serial killers start Jeffrey Dahmer White. <laughs> Jack Bauer, alligator wrestler, love child white, honkies, and we did not learn from plant, Planet of the Apes, White People. Correct answer is white. They were they were white people. Um, all right, last uh, guess the race article because um, we gotta do our fancy football lineups at some point. Um, yes, I'm close man. Yeah, we're cutting it cutting it close here, man. But that's how much we love the show and we love having Morgan on, y'all. That we'll yes. actually do a little bit. Uh, we'll cut it close with Morgan. Yes, um, yes,
2: yes, appreciate that.
3: A um, middle aged Port St. Lucie woman, oh, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> is facing disorderly intoxication charge after she ran around a hotel in her underwear, knocking on doors. Uh oh! And she said, "Being pregnant made her do it." <laughs> ah, Marion Porcaro, fifty-one years old. Fifty-one years old. I was like, to pregnant.
1: I like to say fifty-one
3: years Ooh. young. She was arrested in early morning hours, November fifteenth, following a bizarre romp at a Holiday Inn. Hotel motel, you know, <laughs> an officer responded to the hotel around 1230 a.m. where the manager said the woman had been running around in her bra and panties, knocking on the doors of other guests. Wow. The manager told the officer that a fire alarm had been pulled at the hotel and he thought she had done that, too. The manager told the officer that he could find the woman in the pool in the pool area, which was closed. But apparently the woman had jumped the fence. Pregnant.
2: Wow. Like Jumping fences.
4: Yeah. We need to
3: find That's out what's going on with her.
2: Exactly. That's more than pregnancy. Forever are talking young. about somebody who's on uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. For, <laughs> yes. she's yeah. She's forever
3: young. The officer found Picaro and told her to get out of the pool, which she did. The officer then inquired about her near-nude escapade. When asked why she was running around the hotel in her bra panties and knocking on the other doors, other guest doors and waking them up, she said she was pregnant. Well, you know, they say your hormones get out of control, right? Uh, Pocaro then told the officer she had drank approximately a six pack of Budweiser. Oh, god. Oh, Jesus. Ah! Only in Florida, man.
4: Oh, no, she might not have been pregnant.
3: And, uh, the the, the, apparently the alcohol was why she was acting the way she was. She appeared intoxicated, then had a difficult time walking and slurring her words. A guest told the officer that he had seen Pocaro pull the fire alarm, which had several hotel guests. Uh, forced to exit their rooms uh, she was arrested for disorderly intoxication and had to be medically cleared before she was booked in the jail she she had said she was pregnant um, wow so yeah guess the race of Mrs. Uh, Mary Porcaro Percar- oh she's white alright let's check the chat room see what they believe I pull out my titties and breastfeed my 7 year old and get offended that people ask me to get a room wiped Ah. She jumped the fence while pregnant. Come on now, one whose back doubles as a water slide. <laughs> oh lord! Ratchet ass Florida water drinking white or Asian. Sorry Shirley, white crazy ratchet and mental <laughs> <laughs> doing athletic shit drinking and she didn't tell the cop she in that coke bump while Prego Cheddar. Oh lord! White people said Sergio. Man, everybody got that one. White. I was, I thought Picaro would throw people off and they will say uh, latino uh, um Port saint Lucie, man this isn't guest the race because this dude is famous What? chili grapes to trace atkins wearing a earpiece decorated with the confederate flag during the rockefeller christmas tree lighting ceremony that was nationally televised
4: Who um, smart idea was that
3: he's a he's a country music star and uh you know Aww. all right actually you know what this will be our last guest the race i saw we got a couple minutes left um and uh people are always going on dates and uh we just talked about a person on a date last week that um uh, had an issue he got stabbed because uh it was the first date it sounded like he slept with the woman and she said well we go together now you're my boyfriend he mm-hmm. said no you ain't bitch and she said oh yeah really well stab stab and wow. uh now you know i would have just said yes we do go together crazy lady now get out <laughs> my house um a woman has been jailed for stabbing a man in the back While performing a sex act on him During a one night stand Now the question I have Morgan is How do you get behind a man's
2: back During a sex act I'm trying to picture the sex (laughs) act What was she doing It can't
4: be that much. Oh, do we need to give it to get behind his
3: back while doing a sex act? I was, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, it's not too many acts that leave you with a good stabbing opening to the back. Right. Nah. nah.
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Deidre.
3: I think Deidre might know some things about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Emily Good, 28, met student Josh Knock in a pub and invited him back to her flat. They undressed and she ran a six inch kitchen knife over his chest saying, It turns me on. Trust me, I won't hurt you.
2: Okay, hold on. Like at that point in the evening, the transaction got to end.
3: See, this is what I always talk about all the time, Morgan. Your dick is not your friend. And Mm -hmm. this is a prime example of why your dick is not your friend because your common rational brain, everybody's brain, just thought the same fucking thing.
2: But I feel like the the sight. Of of a gleaming six inch blade would kill my erection as well. Your dick doesn't care, like, I Morgan. Can't, I can't see being horny through that. You're, I've never been so horny that I could overlook the fact that this chick is holding a knife to my chest, saying, "Hey, don't worry, I know how to use this," or whatever it is she's saying. Morgan, somebody
3: had sex on nine eleven. Your dick doesn't care. <laughs> it doesn't care about anything. It doesn't care about yourself. It does. It only cares about itself and getting some sex. And your brain your rational brain would say this, this, this chick is crazy a fucking kitchen knife really i gotta go but your dick is like she said she won't hurt you that's what your dick goes and you, your dick convinces you this is what happened to this dude he listened to his dick now you know even a guy with the most control would have left and been like i wonder if i could have nah. and then that's it like your dick would have still been like you might you a pussy like your dick would have called you names and emasculated you but he would have walked out the house like I would have but there's a there's a lot of people whose dicks are more in control than they are man and this is a guy and this is what happens man uh, she later ordered him to turn away from her and then stabbed him twice in the back now see at this point what possible sex act could be happening. That he was like, yeah, I'm going to turn away (laughs) from her. Put my dick on the opposite side. Like, I don't know. Maybe he was in the salad tossing or uh, some sort of a role play or something. Strap on action.
2: Well, notice the fact that she didn't suggest that he turn around. She ordered him. Yeah. So already, like, the power dynamic has changed. And this knife has probably everything to do with it. Right. Right.
3: Mm -hmm. Because whatever she says, your dick is agreeing with. So it's like, turn over while I got this knife. And his dick's like, yeah, turn over, man. It's like, what? This doesn't make sense. There's no sex act there. Oh, god damn it. Oh, I should have never trusted y'all. Um, so uh, he, he uh, Mr. Knock, who's in his 20s, tried to flee only to find Good had locked the front door.
1: <gasps>
3: Despite suffering from minor injuries, he finally escaped by climbing out of a rear in- window and clambering over a shed. Um, And he called the police, but Good then falsely claimed she had been raped. Oh, shit. oh my God! Man, guess the race indeed. When cops arrived at the later incident, she slashed an officer's hand with a shard of porcelain she had hidden up her sleeve. Oh shit! Well, that's the. You know what's funny? He's lucky she did that. Isn't that fucked up? He is lucky she tried to take out the officer, so he could be like, "See, she crazy, y'all. I wasn't trying to rape
4: her." That's right. Because honestly,
3: at that point, th- there's gotta be some consideration of like, you might be a rapist, dude. So, yeah, we hear your story about getting stabbed in the back, but maybe it could happen when you was raping her. You
2: know, he's lucky she's crazy. Sad, but who who walks around with um, shards of porcelain up their sleeves?
3: Crazy dude. Crazy, crazy. does that. Ooh. Does that like the Joker and shit? Um, like you
2: can't be picking ah. on little girls for one night stands unless they're wearing short sleeve shirts.
3: Right now, That's yeah. With
2: no kitchen, up no, their sleeve.
3: No kitchen knives. <laughs> Good's barrister Simon Rapon said uh, alcohol and cocaine abuse at the time had added to an underlying psychiatric problem. Good was sentenced to 15 months for wounding the student and further 12 months for wounding the officer. Guess the race of Mrs. Emily Good.
2: Oh, these are white people
3: in England. All right. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe the race to be. Bla- Black dudes don't even take their shoes off during sex with a strange white woman. White.
6: Oh,
3: <coughs> they definitely don't take their socks off. I've seen enough porn to know that. Antoine says uh, just got finished having sex and knows she's pregnant because she got seven kids and know what she talking about. Mulatto only because her name is Emily. Gabby says Leonard Brothers. Aww. Well, that's a biracial chick. Um, Kathy Bates tying to the bed, white. <laughs> <laughs> blame the victim, though. You know it's funny if it would have been the scene out of um, Basic Instinct. But anyway, uh, blame the victim, though. Should have seen the crazy before they came back. Dominatrix, American Psycho, Fatal Attraction, white. Angela Bassett, you fucked that white bitch and stole my cocaine, black. Crazy white bitch and collect porcelain cats. The correct answer is white. It was a white woman. All right, man. This has been the Blackout Test Podcast. I guess is Morgan P. Campbell. Where the P stands for podcasting prodigal son. And he came back to bless yes, us with an appearance, man. We appreciate it. We love catching up with you. We're glad you didn't get kidnapped, man. <laughs>
4: Blow blow up in the car.
3: Would have been a risk.
2: I I, I feel like getting blown up in the car was the greater risk because people just see me on the street, right? Um, Venezuela, it's like, okay, well, there's a black guy blackish guy they they don't guess i have money because that's when you get kidnapped when people think you have money um it so would have yeah. been
3: really difficult to do this show as on skype with you being a captive kidnapper
2: exactly
3: it would have came up a few times Of hey <laughs> man but anyway you guys uh, donate if you guys have anything on my ransom uh that would be nice <laughs> um.
2: but the, the car trip I, re- I really did think that was it
3: well, I'm glad you're here, buddy. Uh, we we would have missed you. Um, also, uh, make sure you guys check out bobmorgancampbell.wordpress.com. Of course, the link will be on the show notes. Um, don't forget to support our sponsors. Shout out productions. A new movie, Found Betty, uh, Adam and Eve, which has uh, 50% off, three free adult DVDs, free sensual gift, and free shipping. So make sure you guys are handling that business um we will hang around and answer your questions later uh after the show but um oh and also i gotta announce we have a award show that we're planning to do uh it's called the tippies and uh we need nominations so you can go to theblackouttips.com uh check out our first annual the blackout tips award thread and we need your help in nominating these so what we need is for the ones that have like you need to put up a clip. We need a minute mark for when you heard that clip. Like if you think it's the funniest thing or whatever. Um, and the awards are best impressions. Like when Karen did her Elmo impression. Um, best guest. Like who you think is our best guest. You know. Uh, individual. And best gr- guest in the group. Because I know some people came in together. You might want to nominate them together. These are just nominations. We'll have voting later. Uh, worst guest. Um, So that could be individual or group. Funniest moment, best feedback participant, non-chill. OK, because we know chill participates a lot. So she has her own separate award. Best episode, best random thought, best interview, best argument and best chill moment. And we do need a clip of the best chill moment um and uh we will and uh best guess the race article too and um make sure you guys do that and uh we'll we'll post the nominations and we'll have a feedback show we play all the clips and let you guys go out and vote on it man i think it'll be real fun
4: and since this is our first one it's all the way back to episode number one
3: yeah and then after this from here on we'll do annual Mm -hmm. but yeah you can pick any thing from any episode but we do need minute marks and stuff like that so don't be like that one time when Raj said such and such because I don't know when that happened and neither does Karen Mm -mm. we need the episode and the minute mark so we can go get it
4: and and, and baby where do they put those things at because you know we'll leave comments
3: me. on the 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 actual post i put it in the chat
4: yes it's
3: on the com. Yes. and Annou- the title of the thread is announcing the first annual of the blackoutist award the tippies we let okay? y'all
4: know that now because if you hit me up on twitter with with 500 suggestions i'm not we, we're not going to be able to keep track of that guys
3: yeah so all right make sure you guys do that um i think that's pretty much it so hit up the site five star reviews you know the drill uh until next time, I love you and love you too. Mwah
1: mm-hmm.
3: Get, cause all I got was upset when niggas used to be like, Suffin. and try to sweat a nigga like the lip. For no reason at all, I can't recall her niggas throwing seeds in my face. Down the hall, I'm kicking it in the back of the school, eating chicken at three. Wondering why everybody always ticking on me? I tried to talk and tell them, I did nothing to deserve this, but when it didn't work, I wasn't scared, just real
0: nervous and unprepared to deal with scrapping, no doubt. My baby never told me how to knock a nigga out, but now in 95, when we'll I survived as a man on my own. Fuck around with fat lip, Yes, she get
1: blown. I'm not trying to show no module, it's shown, but when it's on, when it's on, then it's yeah,
3: on.
0: Face these fears and these fears on just to get back. Back up in high school, I made it cool just so some real shit won't get foreblown. Being where I'm from, they let the smoke come quicker than Uh an evil redneck. Can a helpless color figure. And as a victim, I really low key. Still the whole itself got lower than me. So I stood up and let my free form for free. Said Uh I'm gonna get something before they knock it out. Me, I don't sweat it. I let the bullshit blow in the breeze. In
2: other words, just the freeze. Yeah.
0: In any position with me, me. Just when you're in my position, it ain't never easy Easy. to do any type of maintaining. Cause all the gaming and claiming from entertaining is hella straining.